Yeehaw, man, oh man, it's going to be a great show, it's going to be great, the reason I'm talking like this is because our buddy Jason Johnson here, right here on the graphic, <laughs> he is starring as a Texas Ranger in Walker. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's good. Our buddy Jason Johnson does not talk like that. He does not. <laughs> Although he is from Texas. He is so, from Texas. You know, so that's awesome. Really good, humble guy, like literally just now an up-and-comer, like started acting during COVID. Yeah. That is insane. I mean, wait till you hear this guy's story, y'all. It is so inspiring, man. Yeah. He really is an amazing guy. Can't wait, guy. Can't wait for you guys to hear the interview. Well, that's a little bit later on the show. Now, let's get a little crazy. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, we're on episode 152 this week. 152. Ooh, boy. We are rolling. wild. Yeah, man. It's crazy. Ooh, a special Saturday edition. Yes. I mean, J-Lo's feeling much better. I am. He's feeling much better, and we love you guys for understanding why we didn't drop last night, but we're, we're thrilled to be exactly, bringing it. Exactly, exactly. Just a weekly edition. That's what it is. This That's is it. your <laughs> weekly meditation <laughs> podcast for you to listen to and to get caught up with everything. <laughs> that's happening in Hollywood. That's right. And boy, there's a lot happening in Hollywood this there week. There is. It's been a busy couple weeks. It has been. And this time, though, Paramount got all the love last week, so Netflix and Disney were like, oh, whoop, wait a minute. Hold on. Chill. We've got some stuff. Even Sony had more than one story this week. What? Yeah. Like, okay. I know, right? It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. <laughs> well, you guys know, your host with the most, myself, J-Lo Fantastic, and the one and only Mouse. What's up? And of course, you know, there might be a special sneak peek of the one and only Peanut Da Puppy. He is just chilling loving life loving doing the show with us aka boss man exactly that's why you guys need to watch the youtube video so you can see the appearance of the one only peanut that's right oh man but like you said we got a lot to talk about in industry news a lot of disney stuff a lot of netflix stuff uh comic-con finally came out and made a decision about this upcoming year's event nerds will not be happy yeah it is what it is man it is what it is and just a whole bunch of other stuff i'm sure everybody has watched the last episode of wandavision we'll be talking a little bit about that talking a little bit about that uh but before we get this thing started, you guys know to be sure to head over to our website, www.crazyantmedia.com, where you can start rocking the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear. It's true. We've got shirts, we got hats, we got sweatshirts, tank tops, bags, all the good stuff, tumblers, coffee mugs. It's so freaking amazing, guys. <laughs> and of course, of course, be sure to head over to our website and donate to our Patreon page because start showing the love to the guys that you love. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now we're back to American Gigolo games. Yes, we Fantastic. are. Yes, yes we yes. are. But Gear and Burnthal. Exactly. Can we just get the two of them in a movie together? Right. I think that'd be fantastic. It would be. <laughs> it would be. Well, let's start off with San Diego Comic-Con. <laughs> like we talked about, it's going to be doing the whole virtual thing again like they did last year. I mean, because COVID is still super crazy, especially in California. So those three days are going to be from July 23rd through the 25th. Yep. And like we said, uh, it's going to be completely virtual. And it is planning an in-person convention in San Diego to be held November of 2021. So hopefully, I mean, is that enough time, though? Is that enough time for things to clear up? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. And you guys know, second year in a row that this is happening, right? Now, remember what happened last year, though? And, and all the nerds know, but for the non-nerds out there, this is usually Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con is like the big event for the studios to drop all their huge stuff, especially Marvel and Star Wars and like all Star Trek and like all the big huge things, right? And as you guys know, last year, 
Warner Media said, well, we're not doing Comic-Con, so we're just going to do our own shit, DC Fandom, which was a huge success. And then Marvel did their stuff at DC 23 Expo. So the question is, with Comic-Con canceled again, will, I mean, could this start to be the end of Comic-Con? Will we just see the studios doing their own virtual thing, which was a huge success, and maybe that's how it's going to go forward? Well, I think if COVID sticks around as long as people are thinking it's going to, I think it might be the end of Comic-Con and the studios just doing their own thing, which is super unfortunate because that's a huge, huge economic growth in San Diego, so it's super unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, but it is what it is. I mean, and that doesn't mean like necessarily though the end of the the convention halls and meeting the stars and all that no. kind of stuff maybe the studios will just choose to do their own events as opposed to comic-con yeah so i, I don't know man we'll I, I don't know this is by no surprise we've been talking about this literally since we started the show for almost four years ago yeah. we've been talking about this according to a recent report done by ampere analysis streamers are doing better than broadcast channels. Duh! (laughs) They're making swifter and healthier recovery than their linear counterparts. Um... Now, what we're talking about in this is greenlighting new shows, greenlighting new projects, bringing series to light, right? So apparently, the streamer's scripted commissioning activity in 2020 was quicker to return to the 2019 levels pre-COVID, and more significantly, the streamers have strongly increased their development deals, meaning greenlighting, bringing projects. They're up 38% Mm. in the latter part of 2020 versus 2019. Now, here's the crazy thing. Linear channels, broadcast channels, down 42% year to year. Damn. Woo! Now, obviously, that has a lot to do with the influx of new streamers, right? We've got Disney+, Plus, we've got HBO Max, rebranded CBS All Access, Paramount+, Plus, Peacock. All that is definitely playing into it. It's not just like Hulu and Netflix anymore, right? But still, that is not a good sign for broadcast television. Well, especially when probably a lot of the people who watch their linear television shows can watch it the next day on streaming services, yeah. like whenever they want to and not have to record the DVR or anything. So, yeah, I mean, it's getting closer and closer, man. It's getting closer and closer to I everybody mean, cutting the cord. I think the only thing keeping linear television alive is sports, and even that, we're seeing new deals. I mean, look, Amazon had huge success showing some of the sporting events. Even Nickelodeon. They showed a football game on Nickelodeon with animated graphics and shit, and it still went over well. So, I don't know, man. (laughs) I know. I know. But freaking heading over to Disney, the Mouse House, the Juggernaut itself. You guys know it. We love it. Uh, Speaking at the Morgan Stanley Technology, Media, and Telecommunications Conference this week was the one only Bob Chappick. Mm. And he reiterated that the company's commitment to theatrical releases, reminding viewers that Disney in 2019 released 11 films that earned at least $1 billion at the box office and overall, in which it will continue to be a big deal to the company. So they're sticking to the old ways. But he has acknowledged the uncertainty that is going on with COVID-19 and everything that's coming with it. Now that is ongoing, obviously. And like we've talked about, it's given few screens to currently open moviegoers' willingness to return to the theater and he says it's not sure there's going to be 
going back pre-pandemic theatrical windows. So they're talking about shortening the theatrical release dates from, you know, when it's coming out on movie, when it comes out in the theaters, to when it's going to streamers. So, I mean, everybody's doing that. We talked a little bit about that last week, too. And this is interesting. This is very interesting because Disney has made it very clear that they do not want to do it. So the fact that Chappic is beginning to waver, beginning to say, maybe we need to. You guys know they released Raya this weekend. They're doing their second attempt at it with the pay window and the premium access. Um, we'll see how that works out for them. Hopefully better than Mulan did for them. But, um, yeah, the fact that Chappic is wavering. And then we talked about this. This is going to be a power play, I'm telling you, because Feige is adamant about n- none of our Marvel movies are going on that shit. Yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Speaking of Feige and Marvel, he's got to be, like, just rolling in success. Like, he's got to be as happy as a clam. Because apparently WandaVision... Still the most popular show in the world. Why? Because Disney Plus suffered another shutdown again. Another shutdown, guys, at like right around midnight Pacific time uh, yesterday when the season finale, series finale, of uh, WandaVision hit. Again, because everybody flooded to go see it. The second time that it happened. So that makes total sense that, that this would be, you know, the issue. Um... Disney, though, wanted to make sure that everybody knew it only affected about 2,300 users, so it wasn't a complete Disney Plus shutdown, but those 2,300 people were pretty pissed. Like, yeah, you know they were. <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing, right? Logging like, on literally at the end of Thursday night and trying to watch it, they're like, what the fuck? Yeah, so, yeah. I, mean, I would have been pissed. I mean, me too, but it just goes to show you, man, there is no superhero fatigue. Chappic kind of addressed that, too, about would there or wouldn't there be. There is no superhero fatigue. Doesn't seem people like it. are just, like, rolling to get into this this stuff and wanting it so man i know it's crazy but as we told you last week kevin feige said there is currently no plans for a second season of wandavision and this week anthony mackie who is falcon he confirmed that there has been no discussions on a second season of falcon and the winter soldier as well Mm. as the majority of the domestic movie theaters remain closed due to corona uh he is equally unaware of the theatrical prospects on his own falcon character so or captain america as he may become we don't know yet we don't know yet but apparently right now there's only season one of falcon and the winter soldier yeah yeah which uh, i mean this just seems to me like this is a no-brainer it's going to get a second season because unless it does launch into a new captain america movie there's got to be more story you're not going to wrap it up in six episodes yeah so I, i just feel like maybe that's a second season coming i don't know we'll find out we'll find out one thing we do know for sure and this is not good news for marvel but they made the right decision and i think it's a smart one yeah rapper ti you guys know he's been in all the ant man movies he's part of paul rudd's little crew right well apparently not going to be returning for the third installment of uh ant man T.I., whose offstage name, if you guys didn't know, is Clifford Joseph Harris Jr., and his wife, Tiny Harris, are apparently facing allegations of sexual abuse and drugging multiple women. That's crazy. What? Six anonymous women have claimed that T.I. and Tiny abused them, with some describing instances of drugging, kidnapping, and raping them. Mm. T.I. and Tiny, of course, have denied all of the allegations in a statement through their lawyer. Disney says, however, that had nothing to do with the fact that they've removed him. He wasn't apparently going to be a part of the third one anyway. Yeah. So now, does that mean Michael Pena and the rest of the gang are not going to be either? We don't know. We don't know what that... Why would they just get rid of one of the crew and not all three? We don't know. So we'll keep our eyes on that. But... um. 
Yeah, it's just another one. If if stuff like that comes out, I mean, you know, that's the Disney brand, and they can't have that. No, you like, can't corrupt I mean, that. It doesn't matter who you are. Nope. <laughs> like, it does really not. But this is some very exciting new guys. Yes. We're so super excited about this because we're huge Game of Thrones fans and For Life fans. So Indra Varma, who is the warden on For Life, I'm actually about to finish the first season today. Yes. I have one more episode, but she just got kicked out. But anyway, <laughs> she is going to be in the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi series yeah. on Disney+. Plus. Now, details for her character are being kept well under wraps. You guys know how it goes with Marvel and Star Wars. But she joins the previously announced series lead, Ewan McGregor, which we all know he's coming back to play Obi-Wan when he played uh, Obi-Wan in the Hayden Christensen films like yes. way back in the early 2000s. So it's pretty freaking exciting. But speaking of Hayden, he is. we also talked about how he's coming back to play the Darth Sith Lord himself, Darth Vader. Yes. So, I mean, it's going to be super freaking epic. And it, it there's uh, there's rumors going around right now that Obi-Wan's going to pop up in the Andor series as well. So Ooh. that's going to be very interesting. Remember, Andor series is the one that takes place in the uh, Rogue One timeline. Yes. So... That's Who interesting. Knows? Who knows? Yeah. And I'm a huge fan of Indira. I actually very first came across her with Human Target, Mark mm. Valley's Human Target, yeah. when she came in on season two. And I loved her on that. And I've been a fan of hers ever since. So that's exciting. Guys, this is pretty exciting. And, and yet, we don't know if there's any going to be further news on this. But we're getting at least this news in. Reginald Vell Johnson, you know him. You love him. Remember, he was a dad on... Uh, uh, Family Matters with Urkel way back in the day and everything. But Reginald Vell Johnson, who co-starred in the 1989 film Turner and Hooch, is apparently going to be reprising his role in the new TV series for mm. Disney+. Plus. That's awesome. He will be back as David Sutton in the upcoming series. Now, if you guys remember, in 1989, he was uh, the partner of Tom Hanks' character. They, they were partners in, in, with uh, Hooch and everything. But apparently now, he is going to be the mayor mm. of the town. And uh, he is going to be like close friends with um, Tom Hanks' character's kids, which is what the series is revolving around and everything. That's all great news. This is the first time we've heard that anybody from the original film is coming on to be a part of the series. The question is... Will we see Tom Hanks? Right. He is like beloved shit. at Disney. He is a Disney guy. Right now, no word on whether Tom Hanks will or will not at least make an appearance. But I like how can you have a whole show about his right. kids and dad doesn't make at least a cameo? At least I, I one mean, time. Like season finale. Come on, man. That's yeah, so freaking yeah. epic. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Are you ready to bend it like Beckham? Of course. I mean, <laughs> always. Uh, David Beckham. You're the soccer guy. I yes. know. <laughs> He's in talks to a front ATV show for Disney Plus, which he will mentor a team of young soccer players in London. Details are pretty sketchy right now, and it's not known who will produce the show. Though De Beckham does have his own production company, Studio 99, he already has a deal with Netflix right now, which he's making a documentary about his life. So, I mean, I don't know if that's... Eh paperwork and everything but it's going to be very interesting because everybody loves david beckham yeah and everybody likes soccer it's a world-renowned famous sport and i mean just like you know who doesn't want to see beckham mentoring kids exactly i mean it seems like a win this next one i'm extremely excited about and would have never thought this for casting but that's why i'm not a casting director like this is interesting though joseph gordon levitt yes that joseph gordon levitt apparently is going to be jiminy cricket in the live-action Pinocchio. That's pretty funny. What? Jiminy Creek? That's fantastic. And Harriet Tubman herself, Cynthia Erivo, will is going to play Blue Fairy in Disney's live-action retelling. Of course, they're joining 
like I said earlier, Tom Hanks, beloved Disney guy, who is playing uh, Geppetto. And, I mean, this is going to be Evan. Luke uh, Evans is the coachman. Benjamin Evan Ainsworth, uh, who starred in Flora, is going to be Pinocchio. So, I mean, this is awesome. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key is the voice of Honest John. Lorraine Bracco is the voice of Sophia the Seagull, which is a brand new character. Wasn't even in the animated film. I just think this is great casting all the way so around. Too. Joseph Gordon-Levitt has freaking Jiminy Cricket. It's going to be so it's funny. It's going to be good. It's going to be yeah. great. I can't wait, man. I can't wait. Now, this one, I was so super thrilled to see this because yes. Emmanuel Acho has been doing some amazing things with uh, Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man on his YouTube channel. I'm yes. sure everybody has seen that. Well, now we've been talking about it the past couple of weeks, The Bachelor host being out, Chris Harrison being replaced after condemning basically saying it was okay for the racist actions of one of the contestants. Well, now Emmanuel Acho is coming in for the season finale to host it and to have a conversation with the lead, Matt James, which is super freaking awesome. And he's also going to talk to the three finalists that are on The Bachelorette. So super freaking epic especially for inclusivity and diversity this is very much this is a great move yeah this is an absolutely brilliant movie they couldn't have picked a better guy to be the replaced host and ooh, did you see that uh, harrison had a little interview with strahan mm. and uh he apologized and afterwards uh strahan basically said yeah i just feel like that was a superficial bullshit uh apology <laughs> yeah and i don't feel anything i i think no, yeah yeah he was not <laughs> i was like oh don't hold back strahan right. like Hit him with it, boy. So anyway, uh, maybe Harrison ain't coming back. We'll, right. we'll see. We know who is coming back, though. Boy, they're casting a lot of people in this thing now. Emma Meisel from American Horror Story 1984 is going to be set as a series regular opposite Peyton Elizabeth Lee in Disney Plus's upcoming Doogie Kamahala MD series. Uh, Meisel is going to play Steph Denisco, Doogie's best friend as well as romantic advisor. Mm. Oh, oh, <laughs> okay. Right. Who has a penchant for making an entrance. Woohoo! That's not it, though. Ronnie Chang, you guys know him from The Daily Show, right? He's also joining the cast. The comedian's booked a recurring guest starring role. He's going to play a heart surgeon putting young Doogie through the paces. Ooh. So they're starting to line up, man. They're starting they to make are. announcements. We were wondering what's going on with Wonder Years, what's going on with Doogie, all these shows and everything. Well, now we're starting to find out who's going to be in them, so that's cool. Exactly. Super epic, man. Alec Mappa, who Ooh. is signed on to co-star alongside other Alec. Baldwin, yeah. um, and Kelsey Grammer in an ABC multicam comedy series. And it's untitled right now, and it revolves around three men who were roommates in their 20s until their warring egos drove them apart. Yes. Now the trio reunites. We've talked about this one before. It's going to yep. be super freaking epic, especially with that great of a cast. Like, yeah. I can't wait. See, see, we we follow through on our promises. When we first reported this, we only had two people. We're like, who's going to play the third guy? We don't know, but we'll tell you when we know. Well, now you know. Exactly. Alec that's exactly. who's going to play the third guy. We- He's going to star as Andre, the third roommate of the old days in New York. A gay man who is highly, highly empathetic nature is often called upon to keep the peace between the other two. So, oh. Mm. Oh, I can see Kelsey Grammer and Alec Baldwin getting going at, at it. it. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be great. All right, that's not all the casting news, though. Apparently, Kevin Costner's not done loading up his show. No, uh, nope. Uh-uh. Uh uh. Ashley Sharp Chestnut from Cruel Summer and Blue Hunt from The New Mutants are set as series regulars opposite Billy Campbell, Angel Parker, and Gerardo Calasco 
in Kevin Costner's National Parks. Yes. Uh, we've been talking about this one a lot lately. You guys know it's co-written and executive produced by Kevin Costner. Uh, Chestnut is going to play Penny Stanton, a rookie ISB special agent eager to take on any challenge and prove herself capable in both physical and mental prowess. Ooh. Mm. Hunt is going to play uh, portray Nor Yazzie. Yazzie, which makes sense because it's a fun-loving national park ranger. Is it Yogi Bear? Like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> Who assists the ISB in their investigations. Hey, boo-boo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's going to help them figure out who's stealing the fucking picnic lunches. So, I mean, come on. I mean, that one's racking up a good cast. It too, is really so. good. I'm, making, I'm just kidding. I think it's going to be really good. And, yeah, it is racking up a great cast. Right. All right, guys. Bear with me. Sengkong Sengbol. Sengbol. Uh, is the first cast member confirmed for the Wonder Years reboot at the pi- uh, pilot at ABC? What What was your what you go for it? Uh, no, no, I, I'm glad you got that one. I'll go with Seikon Sengblow. Yeah, I see Seikon Sengblow. There it is. I don't know. She played the mom. Yes, there it is. <laughs> She's gonna star as the monarch Lillian William, uh, sharp as tack, and Lillian is a confident kind per perceptive and has a good sense of humor she knows exactly the right thing to say to convince you of anything as a mother wife and full-time accountant oh shit oh uh she's organized efficient and hard-working but she always puts her family first mm. so that's the character she's yeah gonna play. so we've got mom now we need dad the the siblings, you know, and and uh, we don't, but we're building the Wonder Years cast. Oh, yeah. We're gonna find out. I think Fred Savage is gonna at least make a cameo. Yeah. We don't know, but how is that? Yeah, he's grown. I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, hey, have you heard that movie Tom and Jerry? There's a guy behind it called Mr. Tim Story. Yes. You might know him. He's done a couple of Fantastic Four movies. And Just stuff. a few. He's kind of a famous guy. Anyway, he's got the number one movie, uh, Tom and Jerry. But he's not done. Apparently, ABC loves him, and they want him to direct Queens. Now, this is the one that we've been telling you about, about nasty bitches. Yes. The rap group that comes back after all these years off and trying to reclaim their fame. Well, Tim Story is signed on to direct the uh, pilot for this, which I think is a brilliant choice. I think this is going to be absolutely uh, fantastic. Hell yeah. Um, and that, why is it a good choice? Because did you guys know this? Tim Story is apparently the first black director whose films have grossed more than a billion dollars at the box office. Not Nice. Had no idea. So there you go. I mean, let's pick a guy who's successful and get this done. Exactly. I, I, I love the idea and the premise behind this show. I think it's going to be hilarious. And so great, great job. I'm super stoked that Story's going to be doing it. Agreed. Agreed. Jonathan Bennett will be returning to Station 19 on April 1st, oh. uh, first episode, and no one is alone. He will reprise his role of the buddy-loving Michael Travis Montgomery's uh, late husband who died tragically in the line of duty as a firefighter before Travis joined the station. Oh, so will this yeah. be flat? flashbacks will uh, he be, be like a ghost, ghost? will it be mm. like how patrick dempsey's going with grays like mm. oh, very interesting very interesting very interesting hulu talk about very interesting hulu is not scared to take chances guys and they're going again hulu's greenlit production on sex appeal you got to say it like that, too. You have to. <laughs> Sex appeal. Uh, is a teen comedy about the not-so-exact science of love. The series will star Micah Abdallah from uh, Project Mc2 and Jake Short from All Night. Sex appeal. Centers on high schooler. Yes, I said high schooler. That's correct. Avery Hansen White, a perfectionist at least by her own standards, when her long-distance boyfriend hints at wanting to take their relationship to the next level, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, at the upcoming STEM conference, otherwise known as nerd prom, she sets out to master her sexuality. As she begins to study the mechanics of love, she realizes that relationships require less science and more heart. 
Oh. Oh. All right. Oh. Interesting. Well, that's going to be fun, isn't it? Yeah, right? <laughs> All right. Hulu also has a series on right now about a teacher sleeping with their students. So uh, yeah. It's, it's Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hulu's doing some things. Right? Yeah, they're yeah, mm-hmm. doing some things. They enter in the freak world. Yeah, right? they really are. But some exciting things in which it's crazy it's ever been on this long. The Simpsons has been renewed for two more seasons, 33 and 34, Ooh. at Fox. That's crazy. They keep having the relevant content. Yeah. Um, at the conclusion of season 34, slated in 2023, the iconic animated sitcom will have produced 757 total episodes. <laughs> wow. The landmark 700. 700- 700th episode uh, Manger Things will air March 21st. The Simpsons is the longest running primetime scripted show in television history and it surpassed Gunsmoke during its 29th season. That is insane. I know. That is absolutely insane that it has been on that long. Right? Like literally I, I kudos to them. Yeah, man. Yeah. And so it only makes sense that they would want to put more shows on that they hope can capitalize on that, right? Well, Fox announced season two of the animated comedy Duncanville. It's going to premiere with two back-to-back episodes on May 23rd at 8. And its new animated comedy, Housebroken, is going to premiere on May 31st at 9 p.m. So, like I said, trying to capitalize on the animation game, right? Yeah. Uh, Duncanville... Oz Return will feature an unofficial Parks and Recreation reunion when Adam Scott, Aubrey Plaza, Retta, and Nick Offerman make guest voice appearances. Nice. Oh, that's really cool. Alongside series regulars Amy Poehler and Rashida Jones. Very nice. Um, and if you guys don't know, if you haven't watched it, season one, Duncanville centers on a 15-year-old Duncan Harris who survives the uh, trivial nature of teenagehood through his wild imagination. Uh, oh, interesting. Okay. Housebroken, meanwhile, follows a group of neighborhood pets and stray animals as as they work through their issues inside and outside their therapy group. <laughs> Pets in therapy. I'm right. already thinking that's going to be good. Tony Hale, Lucy Kudrow, uh, Will Forte, uh, Jason Mazakas, Sam Richardson, Clea Duvall. Wow, another outstanding cast. Right. So there you go. I mean, that's going to be funny as hell. Yeah, you keep getting huge cast members for animated series. It's going over great, man. It's I going mean, over freaking it's gotta great. It's got to be. And if Lisa Kudrow doesn't play a cat, epic fail. Epic freaking fail. <laughs> and a smelly one A smelly cat. It's got to <laughs> Exactly. Uh, Thomas Brody Sangster uh, from Queen's Gambit and Tallulah Riley from Westworld have joined the cast of Danny Boyle's FX series Pistol. You know, this is the six-episode limited series about the Sex Pistols guitarist Steve Jones based on his memoir, Lonely Boys, The Tale of a Sex Pistol. And it's due to air in 2022 on FX and on Hulu. Oh, that's awesome. So stay tuned for that, guys. Yeah, there you go. Okay, this next one I think is like perfect. It's the Viola Davis as Michelle Obama perfect casting type, in my opinion. Yeah. Impeachment, American Crime Story, has found who's going to play Hillary Clinton. And it's Edie Falco. Mm. Yes, yes, Sopranos, Edie Falco. I mean, how awesome is that? She's the latest high-profile star to join the series, which will detail the events surrounding the impeachment of Billy Boy, uh, Bill Clinton. It was previously announced that Beanie Feinstein will play Monica Lewinsky and Clive Owen... (laughs) Mm. as Bill Clinton, Sarah Paulson as Linda Tripp, Margot Martindale as Lucian Goldberg, and Analia Ashford as Paula Jones. That is going to be an epic cast. Right. I can definitely see fucking Sarah Paulson as Linda Tripp. Oh, like, yeah. Without, oh. Gonna, 
be so freaking good. And I'm just a huge fan of Margot Martindale. Yeah. Everything that she is in is just brilliant. Most recently, the freaking Your Honor on show. Just so good. I love her. Yeah. Okay. Can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, Poise will end with its third season at FX. The groundbreaking series was renewed for the third season back in 2019. The seven-episode finale is now set for May 2nd at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. The two episodes airing that night, the series finale, is going to be on June 6th. So mark your calendars if you are a fan of Poise. Yeah. Kind of kind of shocked this one's going. It's always getting like it's critically acclaimed and gets a lot of attention. So I'm kind of shocked. But it makes sense because I feel like everybody involved with that show has been moving on to different yeah. projects. So I guess that makes sense. Talk about moving on. We're going from the mouse to the money because we like to do that. This one surprised me. I'm like, I get that New York theaters are opening back up and everything, but this one still came as a surprise to me. Warner Brothers has apparently decided to re-release Tenet, Christopher Nolan's Tenet, in five New York City movie theaters. Uh, and it, they released it uh, yesterday on Friday. So that's interesting. Comes nearly six months after Tenet was originally released. And remember, that was supposed to be the big movie to sort of bring the box office back after COVID, and it didn't happen. No, didn't happen. But so interesting. Apparently, guys, if you're anywhere in the New York area and you want to see it, it's playing at AMC Lincoln Square, AMC Empire, AMC Kipps Bay, Village East by Angelica in 70mm, and in Showcase Cinemas, Jamaica. The film will also open on IMAX next weekend um, at AMC Lincoln Square. So there you go. My theory for that is I think they want to have this qualify for the Oscars. And because, they're trying to get it. Yeah, and because Christopher Nolan gave them so much heat about the fucking same-day releases for theatrical releases. Yes. So I think that's what they're trying to do here. Yeah, trying to appease him because yeah. he's walking. Yeah, you know yeah. you know he's leaving there. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, of course, of course. The CW has announced the renewal of the most recent Arrowverse spinoff, Superman and Lois. Season yes. 2 has gotten its green light, was announced the following show's major premiere, primetime numbers last Tuesday. It lifted the network to its most watched night in over two years, scored the best one-day streaming digits and over or for a new show on the CW, and the episode drew 3.25 million totals of viewers and up to 80% from the live same day, according to the Nielsen ratings. Yep. And also making it the most streamed premiere in network history with Superman and Lois. Uh, the CW has now renewed 13 series for all the 2021-2022 season, including Walker, All-American, Batwoman, Charm, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, Dynasty, The Flash, In the Dark, Legacies, Nancy Drew, Riverdale, and uh, Rosewell, New Mexico. There Roswell. you go. Yes. Yeah. So, so have you noticed that most of those renewed shows are Arrowverse shows? Just right. saying. Just saying. Side note on that, they apparently watched WandaVision and uh, the Arrowverse universe wants more money to make their shows look more like um, Disney uh, Marvel shows. Yeah. Just saying. We saw that. That's a side note. That's pretty funny. Um, This makes sense, though. So out of the gate with all the huge success of Superman and Lois, right? This would totally make sense. Um, Beginning with episode two, each episode of Superman and Lois' first season is going to feature additional footage or scenes that weren't in the broadcast showing of it. And when they come on to the CW app or CW TV, that's where you're going to be able to watch the extended cuts of every episode. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It also noted that the additional footage included in each of the extended episodes will vary, and after the finale, the entire first season of Superman and Lois's extended cut episodes will be available on the CW app and CW TV for free 
Um, that Or you don't even have to log in. You don't even have to have an account for 30 days prior to the start of the recently renewed season two. That's awesome, man. That's pretty Everybody's badass. Everybody's loving it. But, I mean, it's not all good news for Superman and Lois, though, because the series, I mean, is being temporarily impacted by COVID-19. The show will take a yeah. break after its fifth episode and will return with new episodes to finish up season uh, one uh, May 18th. Meanwhile, Supergirl, the premiere of its sixth and final season on Tuesday, March 30th is in that same time slot so that's going to be replacing it a little bit yeah but it does suck it does suck it does because i look guys i'm just gonna say it i was so wrong i was i'm loving this show i just admitted to j-lo earlier i think this might be my favorite version of superman since christopher reeves i really i, I just i i was so wrong i was so <laughs> wrong i can admit it i was wrong exactly. i love it they're doing a kick-ass job on that show um speaking of kick-ass jobs you know this is going to be epic hbo documentary films and academy award winner uh spike lee are currently in production on nyc epicenters 911. 2021 and a half mm. a film that will chronicle the life loss and survival of new york city residents over the 20 years since the terrorist attacks on the world trade center complex the multi-part documentary event will offer an unprecedented sweeping portrait of new yorkers as they rebuild and rebound from the devastating terrorist attack and the ongoing global pandemic the logline for this thing reads, the film will feature both visual imagery and firsthand accounts from citizens. It will debut later this year on HBO and then will be available on HBO Max. Mm. That sounds amazing. And if there's ever a guy to tell a New York story, it's fucking Spike Lee. Oh, of course. That guy is New York. I mean, so it's going to be awesome, man. Agreed, agreed. Anton Fuqua's uh, The Day the Sports Stood Still, a documentary about the unprecedented sports shutdown in March of 2020, will debut March 24th on HBO Sports, which I'm guessing will probably be on HBO Max as well. Yep. Uh, the film centers around the NBA All-Star players and NBA Players Association president Chris Paul, who is an executive producer on the project. At the time, he played point guard for Oklahoma City Thunder, and when he was going up against the Utah Jazz on March 11th of 2020, when the game was suddenly stopped, and they, everybody's going to tell their story. They're going to relive his journey over the past few over the past year, reflecting on living in quarantine, his crucial role in helping out the NBA reopen, and what it's like what it was like playing in the bubble. And I'm betting, I'm betting, because all of the George Floyd stuff happened in the midst of while everybody was playing in the bubble in the playoffs. They actually did, in protest, take a night off. All the teams did not play. They did not come to the courts and yep. play their uh, playoff game. So I'm betting they're going to be talking about that as well. Oh, so. yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Another, I, I'm loving all the documentaries. Yeah. And all these documentaries that are sparking conversations that need to be had. Exactly. So I, I love this. Good kudos to everybody that's doing it out there. Um, Iona Sky has joined HBO Max's series Made for Love. In a guest star role, the dark comedy series follows Hazel Green, a 30-something-year-old woman, on the run after 10 years in a suffocating marriage to Byron Gogol, a controlling tech billionaire. Mm. Soon she discovers that her husband has implanted a monitoring device what the fuck the made for love chip in her brain allowing him to track her watch her and know her emotional data as she tries to regain independence what the fuck yeah and even through the chip byron's able to watch hazel's every move as she flees to her uh, desert hometown to take refuge with her aging widower father by ray romano is going to play the father that's going to be epic and his synthetic 
partner Diane. Ray Romano going to have a synthetic partner, y'all. That's uh, all. Okay. Sky will appear in the role of Lottie, Hazel's mother, who has passed away from cancer when Hazel was 12. Damn. That, that premise is deep and intense like i mean wow. seriously that is like what yeah that's crazy man okay yeah <laughs> on to the next one gugu matha raw from the morning show and david oilo uh, from selma will lead hbo max and bbc's one psychological thriller series the girl before the the Ooh. four-parter created and written by executive produced by jp dinley is based on his best-selling novel of the same name, The Girl Before, and it follows Jane, who moves into a beautiful, ultra-minimalist house uh, designed for engaging um, architect. So uh, this, there's just one catch, though. Occupants have to abide by his list of exact rules. Jane starts to feel that the house is changing in ways that she is unexpecting, but when she makes a shocking discovery that her predecessor emma died in the house so she's forced to confront the unnerving similarities again another like really like out there <laughs> premise but it sounds in there good at least there's the original it's original They're originals yeah i'm loving it Do- speaking of doogie right the original doogie in the house we don't know if he's going to make an appearance on the new doogie but we do know that he's signed on the cast of 8-Bit Christmas. That's a new comedy movie coming from New Line in the works at HBO Max. It also stars Winslow Fagley, June Diane Raphael, and Steve Zahn. And this sounds interesting. The film's an adaptation from a debut novel by author Kevin, and it's described as a heartfelt and humorous look at childhood misadventures. The movie is set in suburban Chicago during the 80s, which the, all the best movies are. I'm just saying, Breakfast Club, you know what I'm saying. And it follows 10-year-old boy named Jake Doyle, as his epic quest to find the best video game system. Harris plays the adult Jake and serves as the movie's narrator, while Fegley will play young Jake with June Diane Raphael and Steve Zahn playing his parents. Nice. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds I mean, that's very gonna be, entertaining. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah. This year's SAG Awards are being pre-taped, including the oh. winner reveals and to be limited to just an hour-long runtime, which is crazy. Because, wow. I mean, freaking you guys know these award shows can go out for three hours plus. Yeah. Uh, the show, which airs Sunday, April 4th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific Time on TNT and TBS, won't have a host, a red carpet, or even a set. Instead, the show will include comedy bits mixed with uh, SAG Awards signature I Am an Actor, many speeches from performers. Uh, Those will be sprinkled throughout the hour along with the winner announcements with 13 categories and the In Memoriam segment. So, that's just very that is weird. Gonna be, yeah, that's going to be – and then watch it. If it's at all high in the ratings, all the other award shows are going to follow suit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guarantee you because we've got some news coming up about the Golden Globes. It did not fare well, y'all. Wait until you hear that. It did not. Oh, man. This is exciting. So I, I, guess, I guess Paramount is feeling pretty comfortable with the vaccine coming out and everything kind of reopening a little bit, and we're seeing a lot of progress from the Biden administration. I guess Paramount's feeling pretty comfortable because they've pushed up. That's right. I didn't say pushed back. They've pushed up the release of A Quiet Place 2 by several months, moving it from September up to May 28th. That's awesome. Yeah. Paramount also announced that Mark Wahlberg's action thriller Infinite, it was bumped back to September. So they're just swapping. Swapping. They're like, sorry, Mark, but... You're going, we're going with Quiet Place, which makes sense because A Quiet Place should have come out like ages ago. Way before. Yeah. Yeah. It was supposed to be like one of the movies that came out 
during the pandemic. Exactly. Super excited about that. Yeah. Man, this next one, I mean, it's racking in like a huge freaking cast. Yeah. Hugh Grant has been the latest to be cast. He's going to be a villain in Paramount's upcoming Dungeons & Dragons film adaptation. Grant will play the main antagonist of the film. Uh, Sophia Lills, known for her work on Uncle Frank and the It films and Netflix's I Am Not Okay With This, has joined the project as well. Uh, Grant and Lilius have joined already star-stub cast, including Chris Pine, uh, Michelle Rodriguez, Justice Smith, Rajin Jean Page, I mean, and so many others. That's huge. I know. That is a huge cast. I mean, I, whew. Okay. Speaking of huge casts that continue to grow, I'm super excited about this one, too, because we all know if it's anything like La La Land, it's going to be epic. Uh, Jovan Adepo is set to join Margot Robbie and Brad Pitt in uh, Paramount's movie Babylon. You guys know that's from uh, La La Land's Damien Giselle. Yes. Um, it's You guys remember, this film is set, an ensemble pick set in the late 1920s, and it's uh, unknown right now who Adepo is going to be playing. But we do know now also that the film is set to premiere on Christmas of 2022, which plans for a full onward season push for the awards mm. that makes total sense because this if anything screams award like type movie this is it agreed so. agreed uh fear of the walking dead co-producer co-executive producer uh, kalinda vaquez is writing the an original star trek movie oh. for paramount pictures with jj abrams and bad robot producing should the film get a green light vaquez uh, will be the first woman ever to pin a star trek movie so that's Damn. fucking epic that's yeah. absolutely wild and of course it's still under development under paramount because everything is under one roof now yes it is and boy they released the full list of it and it's just star trek one two and three aren't available yet but everything else is from star trek for the voyage home through everything everything is on there now yeah. star trek i don't know what the deal is with the first three i know get them on there the wrath of khan is the best one <laughs> anyway emmy and tony winner mandy patankin i'm so fucking super like what what was he gonna do after homeland would he show up on the revival of criminal minds right no <laughs> but what was he gonna do after homeland well now we know and he's joining one of my favorite fucking shows so i'm super excited about this he's joining paramount plus's the good fight if you guys don't know what this is that was the spinoff from the good wife and christine baranski is in it it's Kush Jumbo. So fucking good. It's such a great show. He signed on for a one-year deal, and it sounds really interesting. He's going to play Hal Wackner. Don't mm. don't criticize him. Yeah, right. Don't criticize him. Uh, okay. He's a layman with no legal training who spontaneously decides to open up a court in the back of his copy shop. Against all the odds, the court catches on, and the team at Reddick, Bozeman, and Lockhart find themselves contending with the judgments that this guy is making, nothing legally binding, but are being honored by the public. All right. What? Right. So, yeah, this sounds – and Matang, I mean, Mandy is just like a fucking awesome actor. If you yeah. guys watch him in Homeland, you know he's like awesome. So, him going head-to-head with uh, Christina Baranski is going to be epic. Yeah, that one's going to be good. CBS has given out a pilot order for Sarah Cooper's untitled single-camera comedy. Comedy project inspired by her book How to Be Successful Without Hurting Men's Feelings. Oh. Um, it follows three women in different stages of their careers at a male-dominated company who help each other navigate modern gender politics and their professional and personal lives. Mm. Cooper will serve as co-writer and executive producer. Cooper shot to frame on a TikTok when her lip sync impressions of Donald Trump went completely viral. Yeah, so. if you haven't seen those, they're fucking hilarious. 
hilarious. She did a great job with those, so it makes sense that she got a deal. That's awesome. Uh, okay, more award shows. Speaking of, CBS and the Television Academy have announced that this year's Emmys will air live, not pre-taped like the SAG Awards, but they're going to air live on Sunday, September 19th. This is interesting. Ceremony is going to air on CBS as well as the on-demand with Paramount+. Plus. The hosts, producers, and venue for the Emmys still haven't been announced. They're going to do that at a later date. Um, The Television Academy also still has to decide how to handle this year's Creative Arts Emmy Awards. You know, they normally don't do that on the main broadcast, right? So they're still trying to figure out whether they're going to do that over multiple nights like last year or return to the previous setup where it takes place over a couple of nights before the actual ceremony. So... We'll find out, but yeah, that one's gonna be interesting. Man. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, um, please do Elizabeth Olsen nominator for a fucking Emmy, right? If you haven't watched WandaVision, she so fucking deserves an Emmy nomination. Right, come on now, all right, come on now. <laughs> the latest in the first lady casting, amazing casting, I should say. Dakota Fanning has yes! signed on to play Susan Ford in the Showtime anthology series. Everybody knows Susan is the only daughter of Betty Ford and President uh, Gerald Ford, and she's gonna be played in the series by Michelle Pfeiffer and. Aaron Eckhart, respectively. So it's going to be very interesting. Susan was a teenager during her father's time in the White House yep. and is said to be had an often introduced uh, progressive ideas to her family. Fanning will be a series regular, appearing in six episodes. The role reunites her and Pfeiffer, with whom she starred in, in the 2001 film I Am Sam. Yeah, they were fantastic in that film together. And yeah, boy, this cast is just getting better and better it's crazy. and better. It's like freaking insane. can only imagine the budget. Right? <laughs> right? I mean, it's going to be huge, but they got that money. Yeah, they got right. that money. They're doing all right. Uh, okay, speaking of more casting, this one sounds pretty good too. Jeff Stoltz, you you love him from Little Fires Everywhere. Newcomer Jules Latimer, Taya Sakar, Alania Ubach, Lori Davidson, and Andre Highland are set as series regulars opposite Miss Kate Beckinsale Mm. in Guilty Party, Paramount Plus's half-hour dark comedy from Funny or Die. Uh, We talked about this one a little bit. Guilty Party stars Beckinsale as Beth Baker, a discredited journalist desperate to salvage her career by latching on to the story of a young mother sentenced to life in prison for maiming and murdering her husband. Jesus. But... She claims she didn't do it. Mm. In trying to uncover the truth, Beth finds herself in over her head as she contends with Colorado gun smugglers, clickbait culture, and doldrums of marriage and her own tarnished past. Oh. Because all journalists have tarnished past. Right. I'm just kidding. I, I'm just like throwing that out there. Goodness gracious, oh, man. That sounds intense. <laughs> it does sound really freaking Like intense. all these originals sound pretty fucking I know. Intense. They're going with the drama, they man. They are, They're man. going with the drama. Well, former U.S. Paralympian champion and actress Katie Sullivan has booked a recurring role on the Showtime's upcoming Dexter revival. Yes. Starring as Michael C. Hall. As C- the 10-episode revival is set 10 years after Dexter Morgan went missing in the eye of the hurricane Laura. Everybody knows the character now is living under an assumed name in upstate New York, far from his original home in Miami. Uh, Sullivan will recur as Ether, Esther, and the dispatcher at the Iron Lake police station. So that's pretty cool, and kudos to hiring, like, you know, handicapped individuals, because yeah. that's that's a brilliant move. And she's fantastic. She's actually had a couple of little bit roles and other things, so great. They're, they're like, great move, great move. Okay, now the bad news. We're switching over to NBC Universal, yeah. <laughs> and um, this is why I said people might follow along with what SAG does if it works, because the live shit is not working, apparently. This year's uh, 78th Golden Globe Awards broadcast, the first ever bi-coastal and virtual show, which, and they had the most popular hosts. Yeah. These two, everybody loves Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. 
Well, not everybody, apparently, because it only drew 6.9 million viewers. That's crazy. And only a 1.5 rating amongst the coveted 18 to 49, which is damn near, like, nothing. Yeah. Um, That's pretty bad. These early numbers are really bleak for NBC because, guys, if you don't remember, and we talked about this on the show a couple of years ago, they signed, NBC signed a, a deal to pay $60 million for the rights to the Golden Globes, to air the Golden Globes, so... Mm. Yeah, advertisers are not going to line no. up to advertise during the show if it's only getting that amount of ratings. Yeah, so, mm. that that was rough, man. That was that was really bad. rough. Uh, but it wasn't all bad news for the awards show, though. Nomadland's win for Best Picture Drama made history at the Golden Globes, as well as for director Chloe Zhao and for her the Nomad win producing team. The win is the first time the film. Uh, First time a film directed by a woman has ever won the top prize uh, in the Golden Globe's 78-year history. Man. Uh, and since Zhao produced Nomadland as well, she also is the first Asian woman to win the Best Picture as a producer as well. That's awesome. I know. And it's super exciting, too, because she's going to be directing The Eternal. That's right. For so. anybody who doesn't know, she's 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 now the front runner for the Oscar. And she's, like, like J-Lo said, Marvel's Eternals, the first group movie since The Avengers. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll find out how it's going to go. I'm super excited about this next one because I just love these two. They're like, who doesn't, right? They're like relationship goals all the way around. Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard are teaming up on screen again for a new one-hour game show entitled Family Game Fight. Because I love that they're always like – just egging each other on, they right? Are. They're always kind of – so, of course, this they're going to be on opposite teams. This sounds like a really fun show. The Broadcast Network has ordered 10 episodes of the new series that are going to feature Bell and Shepard as both hosts and competitors. Each episode will see Bell and Shepard be adopted into a family of four <laughs> to compete in a series of games with big cash prize up for grabs. NBC has not yet announced the specific amount of that cash prize. So basically, Kristen and Dak are going to each be on opposite teams with a family and yeah, they're going right. to be competing. And that's going to be so fucking funny. I agree. They, oh, man. They're so good together. I can't wait. Uh, the upcoming NBC drama series, La Brea, has added four new cast members. Eon Mackin, uh, Jack Marin, John Cena, and Lily St- Santago have go. all joined the series. And of course, previously announced cast members Natalie Zay as Zahira Gorecki. And uh, yeah, so that's going to be super <laughs> freaking exciting, guys. Remember, this is the one where there's a massive, mysterious sinkhole that opens yeah. up in Los Angeles yeah. and it tears a family in half, separating a mother and son and a father from a daughter. All the crazy things. So, And I'm a huge fan of Natalie Z. Please come on the show, Natalie Z. I've loved her ever since Justified. She's just fantastic. Yes. All right. Anyway, Peacock has ordered a new series hosted by world-famous science educator Bill Nye, the science guy. What? Bill, That's going to be awesome. Bill, Bill. It's called The End is Nye. Oh, that sounds ominous. And it's going to dive into the myths and realities of both natural and unnatural threats, from viruses to volcanoes, Uh. asteroids to authoritarianism, and climate change to chemical warfare. Damn. The show offers a scientific blueprint for surviving, mitigating, and preventing such catastrophes from occurring. Seth MacFarlane. Oh, and his Fuzzy Door Productions is going to executive produce this thing. Fucking epic. Man, he is going like all in. He's producing all kinds of shit, y'all. Really making a hardcore move behind the camera. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Fast and Furious 9, F9, I believe that they're calling it. Yes. uh, Which was slated debut over Memorial Day weekend has been pushed back its release date once again. Mm. 
the film is now expecting to open its for summer June 25th. So we'll see. Universal also announced that Minions: The Rise of Gru, the fifth installment of the Despicable Me franchise, has postponed an entire year. The animated family film was. Uh, set to open July 2nd, 2021. Now it's supposed to be July 1st of 2022. Wow. Now, do you think this is Universal's direct response to Paramount moving A Quiet Place up to that weekend? Mm, maybe. They didn't want F9 to compete against it, so maybe. they're moving it back? Because that's the weekend that we just told you about that that Quiet Place is going to open. So, yeah. I, I mean, you would have to think it had something to do with it. Yeah. You don't want your big franchise to go up against another blockbuster. So, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, right. This one... This one sounds interesting. We've Michael, 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 Michael. But what about Janet? What about Janet? Right? Well, A&E Networks is going to tell us about Janet. <laughs> Janet Jackson's life story is going to get the documentary treatment next year from Lifetime and A&E to celebrate the 40th anniversary of her first album. Lifetime and A&E have ordered a two-night, four-hour documentary event with the working title, Janet. Miss Nasty, if you're not. <laughs> so what? Come on. You knew it had to be coming. Come on. They should have called it that. Jackson's first album titled Janet Jackson was released when I was a mere 12 years old. Back in 1982, I just gave away my age, when she was 16. Oh, but see, she's older than me, so it's all good. The documentary promises to offer unprecedented access to the Rock and Roll Hall of Famer and her life and an intimate, honest, and unfiltered look at the untold story of one of the highest-earning artists in music histories. The only question left is, will it involve the infamous Nipplegate? Mm. Mm. It's a fair point. I, it has to, right? I feel like it has to. Yeah. So, especially with all the Justin Timberlake, all the flack and the Britney and all that. It, I feel like if you don't, it's it's you're failing somehow. Yeah, I feel like it's going to. Yep. Uh, Sony. Heading over to Sony. Actress Tamara Tooney has been cast in Sony's Journal of Jordan, which is being directed by Oscar winner and epic fucking actor Denzel Washington. Yes. As she joins previously announced stars that we've talked about before, Michael B. Jordan and Sean. Dante Adams. Uh, Tooney is reuniting with Washington after working together in the Robert Zemeckis directed film Flight. Oh my gosh, you guys remember that where so Denzel good. was a drunk pilot yeah. and a crash and like, ooh, yeah, yeah. That. And Tooney, oh my god, I love her from Law and Order and, and and I was first familiar with her, don't judge me, on As the World Turns. That's right, I said it, a soap opera, okay? As the World Turns. She played Jessica. <laughs> Uh, That's right. I said it. Okay, but she's phenomenal. I love. She's a, I mean, just a brilliant New York based actress, and I think that she's a great addition to that cast. Right. Okay. Sony Pictures plans to release Peter Rabbit two, mm. The Runaway, on the big screen earlier than anticipated. I'm, I'm telling you, the Biden and these in the, the vaccines and stuff, they're feeling good. They're feeling good. Um, the animated sequel, which was originally scheduled for June, is now moving up and is going to debut on May 14th. You guys remember Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway, sees the return of the furry rogue bunny. In the sequel, Peter finds himself unable to shake his mischievous reputation. Mm. He ventures out of the garden and finds himself in a world where his antics are appreciated. But he has to reconsider the cost when his family risks everything to come looking for him. You guys remember it's James Corden as Peter Rabbit, Rose Byrne, Dominal Gleeson, and David Oyewo. I mean, it's a phenomenal cast. The first movie did like extremely well and it overperformed, and so it makes total sense that they're doing a sequel. I agree. I agree. Uh, now heading over to MGM, Channing Tatum and his free association production partners, uh, Reed Carolyn and Peter Kirian, uh, have signed on a first look deal with MGM. Uh, oh. Kicking off the partnership, MGM will release Dog, the directorial, directorial debut of Tatum and Kirian. 
And the movie is expected to debut theatrically in 2021, which is very interesting. In addition to co-directing, Tatum will also star in Dog. The film is described as a road trip comedy. Tracks two hard-charging former Army Rangers paired against their will. Mm. Together, they race down the Pacific coast to make it to a fellow soldier's funeral. That's right. Yeah, that's, yeah. we talked about this one a couple weeks ago. Mm. So Interesting that it's coming under a deal with MGM. Right. Like, uh, I, and and we'll, who will eventually own that deal when MGM is sold? Yeah, right. Which, <laughs> I'm just going to say that again. Um, this one's getting a lot of play. Uh, if you're a video game person, uh, definitely you know Borderlands. You know that it's being made into a movie it's getting a lot of play ariana greenblatt is going to play apparently tina tina the uh tiny tina not tina tiny tina the teenage explosives expert um in the upcoming adaptation she joins a cast of heavy hitters that already include a-listers kate blanchett as lilith kevin hart as roland jamie lee curtis as dr tannis and jack black as claptrap that's, so that's funny. awesome man. i know it's gonna be great hell yeah hell yeah oscar-winning actress kathy bates has joined a previously announced stars Abby Ryder Forston and Rachel McAdams in Lionsgate's feature adaptation of Judy Bloom's classic novel, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Bates will play Margaret's grandmother, Sylvia. That's going to be, that's talking about a rounding up awesome cast. Right. I mean, that, I, fans of all of them, and that movie sounds interesting too. Right. Um, so good. Uh, oh, I like this one. I really like this one. Lionsgate is looking to give stars a bigger movie streaming bundle by signing a multi-year theatrical output agreement. Yes, yeah, stars theatrical. I, you heard that right. With its premium subscription platform for Lionsgate and Summit Films. Part of the, as part of the deal, stars is going to get exclusive first window for Lionsgate Films with the current distribution agreement with Hulu expires at the end of 2021. So, yeah, bye-bye to Lionsgate Films on Hulu. Right. Um, Summit label films will land on stars when the current deal with HBO. Buy Summit films on HBO. Bye bye. That deal ends at the end of 2022. So this new multi-year deal will see movie titles and franchises like John Wick, the Borderlands movie that we just talked about, White Bird, A Wonder Story, and Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, that we just talked about, all heading to stars. Shit. What? Yeah. I mean, that's a big loss for Hulu and HBO Max. I agree. It really is. So, smart move on their part. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Man, I love Kiki. And <laughs> everyone does. That everyone sounds like does. a song. It is. I love Kiki. Kiki. Do you love me? Because it is a song. Yes, Because yeah, yes, it yes. is a song. E1 has partnered with Kiki Palmer in an overall television deal with Entertainment One. E1 will manage the worldwide rights and serve as the studio for all projects created under her deals. That's, I mean, epic because she is extremely creative and, and like a brilliant mind in the industry. So I think they're going to do really huge things together. Agreed. All right, moving to Netflix. The, whoo, the dominant streamer still, but for how long we don't know right. super excited about this one because i love both these characters and it only made sense cobra kai has promoted both vanessa rubio and peyton list to series regulars uh for the upcoming season four on netflix rubio has been with the show since the season one you know that's the mom um and uh uh she yes the mom of johnny lawrence's star pupil miguel you guys know that and list joined the show in season two as tori nichols the bad girl in addition both dallas dupree young and uana o'brien have joined season 
season four. Young will recur as Kenny, a bullied new kid in school who mm. turns to karate as a way to defend himself. And O'Brien will recur as Devin, a potential new karate student who is relentlessly competitive, a quick study, and equally quick-tempered when she's provoked. Oh, shit. Mm. Sounds very good, man. Sounds it very does. good. All right, Netflix has given a 10-episode order to a multi-camera comedy series from Jack Dolgan, Doug Mand, and Courtney Kang. Oh. And get this, Emily Osment and Greg Sulkin are set to star in the Untitled series, which centers around a, on a snooty, self-proclaimed intellectual, who is played by Osment, uh, forced to mi- move in with her carefree sister and her sister's lovable, eccentric friends. Interesting. Oh, that sounds... And why does Courtney Kang sound familiar? Because she's the creator of the new Doogie that's coming up. Yes. Interesting. So she's working for Disney and Netflix. Oh, right. She's playing it. She's like, playing it. Listen. All right. So are you guys wondering, like we are, what's going to happen to the Duffer brothers after the final season of Stranger Things? Don't worry. They're teaming up with somebody. It's got a lot of little cred. Little cred. Just a little. Stranger Things creators, the Duffer Brothers, Steven and Spielberg's Amblin Television and Paramount Television Studios are adapting Stephen King. So that's right. They're getting Stephen squared. Steven Spielberg and Stephen King. Right. I think the Duffers are going to be okay. They're teaming up for an adaptation of Stephen King's book, The Talesman. It's going to be a series on Netflix. The Talesman tells the story of Jack Sawyer, a 12-year-old boy who sets off on an epic road trip quest to save the life of his dying mother. Mm. He's in search of a Talesman, a powerful relic that can not only heal his mother, but, as he learns, save the world. Sawyer's journey crisscrosses two realities, the America we know and its dangerous fantasy world twin, the Territories. Mm. Damn. I've never sense. read that Stephen King book, but it sounds fucking badass. Right? Okay. Completely right. agree. And it totally makes sense if there's two realities that it's the Duffer Brothers. Yeah. I mean, that's a <laughs> exactly. smart move. Smart move. Exactly. Uh, Katie Siegel and Jason Ormera and Dual Hill yes. have been starred in Netflix's upcoming horror film, Hyponic. Hypnotic? Uh, hypnotic. There you Everybody go. Knows. Uh, the thriller centers around a young woman seeking self-improvement who enlists the help of a renowned hypnotist who, after a handful of intense sessions, she soon discovers an unexpected deadly sus- uh, subsequence. So, oh. yeah, consequences. What? Yes, what? That's the word. Okay. Like, like, I'm in because Dooley Hill's in it. And Jason O'Mara. I like Jason O'Mara also. So. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be any good, but if Dooley Hill's in it, it's good. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ooh, yeah. Did you watch this trailer? Because this trailer looked badass. Netflix released the first look at Jupiter's Legacy. It's coming out May 7th. Remember we told you that Mark Miller, comic book god Mark Miller, uh, had signed on with Netflix to do a series of superhero shows and stuff based on his books? Well, this is one of the first ones, Jupiter's Lexi, uh, Legacy. In the show, the world sees the next generation of superheroes and supervillains rise up. Not that. Nope. Sorry. Sorry. Can't get away from it. With pressure building as the young heroes struggle to live up to their parents' legendary reputations. Remember, guys, this is the one that stars Josh Dumel and Leslie Bibb and, I mean, so many others that are going to be freaking awesome. Watch the trailer. It looks bad. It takes uh, his sketches and turns them into what they're going to be in the live. Mm. It's so badass. Watch the trailer. It's awesome. That does sound awesome. Well, that's not the only trailer that was released by Netflix this week. They also released the official trailer of Thunder Force, which everybody knows stars (laughs) 
Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer as two best friends with newly acquired superpowers. The film is set to make its streaming debut on April 9th, and it looks so freaking funny. Oh my god, the best part of that trailer for me is when they're in their suits and they roll up and they're in this like badass Lamborghini and they can't get out. <laughs> they're fucking struggling to get out of the car. They're like, we really need to rethink this vehicle. Like, oh my god, it's so fucking funny. That's so um, great. Kristen Bell, it's not just NBC. She's doing all kinds of things. Kristen is going to be joined by newly announced castmates Mary Holland, Shelley Henning, Christina Anthony, Cameron Britton, Samara's Yet, and Benjamin Levy Aguilar in her new Netflix limited series, The Woman in the House. Mm. The six cast members will also work with previously announced cast member Tom Riley. Remember, this is the one we told you about where Bell plays a heartbroken protagonist, Anna, and every day is the same. She sits with her wine, staring out the window, watching life go by without her. But when a handsome neighbor moves across in, Anna starts to see a light at the end of the tunnel, baby, until she witnesses a gruesome murder or death. Did she? Like what? I mean, this sounds like really cool. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I, that's why I love Kristen Bell because she can do Frozen, she can do comedy, then she can do some twisted shit like this. Yeah. She's, she's just talent all the way around. She's great, man. She's great. Nicey Nash has signed on to star alongside Gabrielle Union and Keith Powers in the Numa Perifer directed romantic comedy, The Perfect Fine. Yes. Uh, it's a Netflix film based on the 2016 book by uh, Taya Williams. And the plot, plot follows Gina Jones Union, uh, who is hopeful to find a new job in beauty journalism. Uh, it'll be a fresh start in her life. Okay. She soon learns that her new boss, Darcy, is her frenemy. Uh, Gina starts a relationship with the company's videographer, Eric, and things get a little complicated uh, when she learns that he's Darcy's son. Damn. Yeah. That sounds like bad drama all the way around. All the way around. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Gabrielle's gonna kick ass in it, though. There you go. Uh, ooh, okay. Siraj Sharma, Life of Pi, you guys know, has landed the lead opposite Pallavi Sharda in Wedding Season, mm. the Netflix comedy being directed by Tom Day from Shanghai Noon. Um, unable to escape the pressures of her immigrant parents to find a spouse, Asha Moyara teams up with Bachelor Ravi Shah to get their extended South Asian family off their fucking backs. Yeah. The duo pretends to date in order to survive a summer of weddings, only to find themselves actually falling for each other as they struggle to balance who they are with who their parents want them to be. Mm. Oh. Interesting. Oh. Right, but this is like I mean arranged marriages, guys, and like these things, these families are on. I mean, like like that happens. Yeah. So this should be pretty funny and entertaining. Exactly, exactly. Well, I had over to Amazon. A spinoff of Bosch has been ordered to the series at IMDb TV, and the news news comes after it's announced that last year's Bosch would end after its seventh season, which is slated to air this summer. So that's very freaking exciting. Uh, Titus Wilver and Mimi Rogers and. Matt Madison Lentz will reprise their roles in the spinoff. The new series will follow Harry Bosch he, as he embarks in a new chapter of his career and finds himself working alongside uh, with his one-time enemy top-notch attorney, Honey Money Chandler Rogers. Now, is this a new series or are you just continuing Bosch? I, like, why is Bosch like. getting canceled? All the characters are coming back. It's continuing the story that you're already telling. Isn't that just another season? Like, I'm not quite I, sure I understand how this is a new spinoff series. 
Okay. Right? How is it different? I, it different? I, I, I don't, I'm <laughs> thrilled because Bosch is a great show. We've had a lot of our friends on that show, and it's fantastic, and we love it. But just say it's a new season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's fine. All right. The first trailer for Tom Clancy. Oh, my gosh. Did you guys watch this trailer? Badass. The trailer for Tom Clancy's Without Remorse, starring our boy Michael B. Jordan, has dropped. The film also stars Lauren London, Brett Gelman, Jacob Scipio, Jack Kelsey, Coleman Delmongo, Todd Lansons, and a whole bunch of other people. You guys remember, this is the one where Jordan plays Navy SEAL John Kelly in the film, which is the origin story of John Clark, one of the most popular characters in Clancy's Jack Ryan franchise. Mm. After Russian soldiers kill Kelly's family, including his pregnant wife, due to his role in the secret operation against them, he goes on a mission seeking justice for their murders. But while pursuing the assassins, along with a fellow SEAL, Karen Greer, and CIA agent Robert Ritter, Kelly becomes the uncover international conspiracy that threatens to invoke a war between the U.S. and Russia. Damn. Right? Intense. Damn. And my man Michael B. Yeah, right? I mean, he's killing it. He's absolutely killing it. Exactly. Exactly, man. Uh, But this is some very exciting news because everybody knows that Supernatural and the boys are actually connected a little bit. Yeah. Uh, But a number of writers and producers from Supernatural are reuniting on Amazon's The Boys. Uh, It was developed on Amazon by Supernatural creator Eric Kripke, who also serves as showrunner, joining him behind the scenes going into The Boys' third season is Meredith Glenn, David Reed, and Jim Michaels. Uh, Yes. Previously announced that Supernatural star Jensen Eccles will also be joining everybody on The Boys Season 3. So that's going to be badass. Right? I mean, bring bring the team you know. Bring them on. So, And there's still hope that Jeffrey Dean Morgan will see, right? Exactly. We'll see. I mean, there's talk. There's talk. All right. Also making some news. Sissy, I'm proud to be a coal miner's daughter. Spacek and Ed O'Neill has been cast in the lead role of the upcoming Amazon series Light Years. Mm. The series follows Irene, which is uh, Sissy Spacek, and Franklin, which is Ed O'Neill, uh, a couple who years ago discovered a chamber buried in their backyard, which inexplicably leads to strange, deserted planet. What? Oh. They've carefully guarded their secret ever since, but when an enigmatic young man enters their lives, the York's quiet existence in a quickly upended and the mysterious chamber they thought they knew so well turns out to be a much more than they could have possibly imagined. What the hell? Whoa. That's intense. Is, did, did this young stranger come from the chamber? Did he come up like out of the chamber? Like, this sounds interesting. Right? Like, okay. Damn. All right. Uh, Constance Wu, Riley Call, and Janae Triplehorn uh, have been cast in the upcoming Amazon thriller series, The Terminal List. Yes. Uh, they have joined the previously announced series lead, Chris Pratt, and has recently announced fellow uh, cast member, Taylor Kitched, and the series follows James Reese, played by Pratt, after his entire platoon of Navy SEALs is ambushed at, during a high-stakes covert op mission. Yeah, this so, sounds badass. It does. Chris Pratt as a Navy SEAL just sounds badass. I agree. I mean, and that's an epic cast. I mean, Constance Wu, come on. And Kylie, I, I mean, Riley Akio, she is just, like, slaying. That's Elvis's granddaughter, if you guys yes. don't know. She's just, I mean, she's phenomenal. Awesome. Amazon's fashion competition series, Making the Cut, hosted and executive produced by you lover Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn. It's officially coming back for a second season, if you were wondering. I know you're excited about it, but this time around, there's some stuff. Supermodel Winnie Harlow and Moschino creative director Jeremy Scott, they're joining the judging panel. Oh, shit. Oh. Season two of the Unscripted Fashion Series, which pits 10 international designers and entrepreneurs against each other for a million dollars and an Amazon fashion mentorship. 
will premiere this summer. Everybody's always been interested in reality (laughs) TV. And, I mean, it just makes sense that the streamers are also getting very involved. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kudos to them, man. Kudos to them. Heading over to Apple. Apple has ordered a new anthology series from Glow creators Liv Flahov and uh, Carly Minch. Uh, The show is titled Roar, which will star Nicole Kidman, uh, Cynthia Ivro, Merritt Weaver, and Allison Brie. Damn. I know. That's intense, man. The anthology series is described as a um, dark, darkly comedic femini- feminist fables. And oh. it's based on Cecilia Ahern's books of short stories of the same name. Apple has ordered eight half-hour episodes. Okay. Right? All right. That's, I mean, an epic cast. And if it's dark comedy, then I'm in. Definitely. Sounds pretty good. I'm totally on, on this one because I love Lily Collins and she's one of my faves. Apple TV Plus announced the cast and set the premiere date for the upcoming genre-bending series, Calls. Nicholas Braun, Clancy Brown, and Lily Collins, Rosario Dawson, Mark Duplass, Karen Gilliam, Judy Greer. Holy shit. This is a lot. Danny Houston, Nick Jonas, Riley Keough. Again, like, man, making it. Joey King, Stephen Lee. Woo! Basically everybody. Aubrey Basically. Plaza. Yeah, everybody in Hollywood is going to be in this. Right. Um, so it's going to be great. Calls is designed to be an immersive television experience that uses audio combined with minimal abstract visuals Mm. to tell nine individual short form stories through nine calls. Each episode will follow a dark and dramatic mystery that unfolds through a series of seemingly average and at times unconnected phone calls. At time, as time goes by in the episodes though, characters begin to experience intense and unsettling events. Oh, this sounds like freaking awesome. Sounds like a social experience. I mean, like, yeah. It really does. Yeah, that's going to be like freaking tripping. Man. Talk about taking chances, right? Yeah, seriously, man. Seriously. Uh, Apple is doing some amazing things. Emmy winner Ray Loyola yeah. uh, will make a return to the series television as a lead opposite of Taryn Edgerton and Paul Walter Halzer and an Apple t- Apple's limited series, In With the Devil. And now the six-episode limited series is told through the lens of an an intimate relationship between two prisoners, so two inmates, um, and exploring (laughs) the lengths uh, that people will go to in order to seek redemption. If true, absolution is ever uh, really possible. I mean, so you'll see if so, at what cost. Yeah. Yeah, I think absolution is possible. Yeah. And we're going to find out how much it costs. We will. (laughs) Okay. It's a prison thing. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. (laughs) This one sounds interesting. We're going to finish up the old industry news with with a prize from Apple, and it's going to be awesome. Apple has ordered a live-action series adaptation of the Korean webtoon, Dr. Brain. What? The series will be the first completely Korean-language project at Apple – Kim Ji-woon will write and direct with Parasite star Lee Soon-kyun set to star. The series is currently in production in South Korea, which would make total sense, and is slated to debut later this year. Dr. Brain Fowl is a brain scientist who is obsessive about figuring out new technologies to access the conscience and memories of the brain. His life goes sideways when his family falls victim to a mysterious accident, and he uses his skills to access memories from his wife's brain to piece together the mystery of what actually happened to his family and why. Damn. 
That's intense. So much intense stories that are about to come out. I mean, seriously. Like, uh, it. Woo. I know. Okay, we wanted original content. We are getting it. It's like, like that, uh, man. Yeah, they've been listening. They've been listening. <laughs> It's all because of us. Exactly, exactly. Well, now it is time for the guest segment, guys. You guys know we're super excited about this yes. one. I mean, this guy's a true up-and-comer that's on a huge show right now. Walker, Jason Johnson is coming on the show to talk about his career. He was a professional dirt biker. Yeah. But then decided to join to get into the acting career in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> like, hey, I'm locked at home. What do I do? I'm going to start acting. Let's do it. I mean, this guy, though, all kidding aside, wait until you hear this story. It is so freaking inspirational. And for all you out there that want to become actors and actresses and get into the industry, this guy can show you right. how it's done, man. This guy's exactly. doing it. Exactly. No agent, no manager. He's there. Yeah. So good. So good. <laughs> well, here he is. Jason Johnson, welcome inside the Crazy Ant Farm. How are you, man? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? Uh, we're doing well. Doing well. Living that dream, buddy. Yeah. Getting a little crazy. Getting a little crazy on these pandemic Not... nights. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. There we go. There we go. But man, we're so super excited to have you on the show today because the success that Walker is having right now, which is surprising to me, honestly, because there's so many reboots and some of them are are being taken really well and some of them are being like trashed like crazy but walker is honestly one of my favorite reboots out right now and uh, we'll be talking a little bit about that we'll be talking about your career and all this crazy stuff but what we'd like to do at the beginning of each interview segment is have our guests introduce yourself to the listeners out there uh how'd you get started in this entertainment game was it something you always wanted to do or did you kind of fall into it or talk a little bit about it man yeah yeah for sure um <clears throat> well first of all thanks for having me on i i uh I'm, i was super excited uh, at the opportunity to do this with you guys awesome. um but uh yeah so Acting is definitely something I've always been interested in. Um, like any, you know, kid growing up, you you see movies and you just become in, enamored, mm -hmm. you know, with the with the tough guys on the screen, and you just kind of want to be one of those guys. And um, <clears throat> you know, I just I kind of fell in love with it at a young age. Although um, my dad also introduced me into dirt bike riding, and uh, <laughs> that kind of took me on a different path yeah. and uh, kind of kind of forced me to choose which one I wanted to do more at the time. And, um, I chose spending more time with my dad riding dirt bikes, you know? So, um, but acting is, uh, acting is always something I've loved. And, and after I retired from racing, I knew that acting is what I wanted to do after racing was over. Yeah. And, uh, I had no idea how to get into it, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I mean, how many hundreds of thousands of people are trying to become an actor absolutely. Right? Um, absolutely it's it's one of those things that even you know to be honest this isn't even something that a lot of people even close to me know about yet um because i'm so so new at it mm -hmm. and um i've i've been lucky to be fairly successful at it so far and um you know, it's uh, it's just one of those things that when you tell someone like, hey, I'm going to be an actor, they kind of look at you like you're crazy. Right. <laughs> well, you're from you know? Austin, right? Is that I correct? am, yes. Yeah. Well, yes. and I mean, Austin is famous for one of the biggest film festivals, you know, South by Southwest. And it's, I mean, it's massive like every year, right? Well, Absolutely. obviously yeah. not COVID years, but you know what I'm saying. So did <laughs> right. you ever, did you ever attend the festival? Was that something like you were interested in, uh, you know, because I mean, like I said, it's a, it's a massive festival. It lures all kinds of big names there every year so were you ever a part of that or thought went to it or did that kind of get the uh you know the juices flowing about oh wait a minute i, I could be involved in this you know uh, yes early on i did go to south by southwest um <clears throat> it started 
I believe it became really, really popular when I was still in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to high school in Dripping Springs. And um, yeah, so me and friends would go to South by Southwest whenever we could get some tickets. And, you know, it, it was an awesome, awesome time. And, uh, you know, being high schoolers, that, that might have been uh, a little more of an excuse to get drunk uh, sure, than, sure. than it was to go enjoy, enjoy films and, and music. But um, later in life, I, I have gone a couple times. Um, a little older and definitely appreciate, you know, the hard work that goes into the independent films and, and people really trying to get into the festivals and things like that. And, um, it it absolutely motivates you, you know, it's like, huh, you know, these, these people are out here doing it and they're chasing their passion. That's, that's definitely something that kind of is inspiring, you know, and, uh, it's it, I wouldn't say that that's the one thing that pushed me to do it, but it definitely helped. For sure. Definitely. And I mean, speaking of inspiring, especially in a crazy time that we're living in, after reading your bio, seeing that you started your acting career in April of 2020 in literally the midst of the pandemic, and you still (laughs) decided to go forward with it and chase your dreams, that is truly inspiring. And that should tell everybody out there all the listeners out there who want to break into the entertainment industry that now is your time don't don't make excuses just get up do it make a self-tape make anything you want to do and try to get your name and your foot in the door because obviously you can do it in the middle of a <laughs> pandemic that is crazy man yeah, did, did you have an agent before before or were you like literally just trying to do all this through like zoom well I, i'm just curious <laughs> because yeah. april yeah that's like straight up covid yeah yeah it's um I, you know, it, it, I may be a genius or I may be crazy for, for doing it. I, I don't know yet, but, um, no, I didn't have an agent. Um, I did it all myself. In fact, I still don't have an agent and I'm currently, currently deciding on which agency I want to go with. Mm, there you go. Um, yeah. So, um, still no agent, just doing it all myself. Um, you know, just, just been very blessed and, and, you know, and, getting the the opportunities that I've gotten so far. Um, basically in April, um, <clears throat> I just kind of was sitting on the couch with nothing, nothing better to do on lockdown, yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, I just, I just, something was kind of driving me and pushing me internally to, Hey, you need to give this a shot. Cause um, I have been hearing from quite a few people from taking some acting classes um, since that September before the pandemic. Um that I had something, you know, some sort of talent that, that could be refined and, and that could possibly get me somewhere in the industry. And, and so I, I had a lot of voices pushing me to do it and, and including that internal voice. And, and I just decided, you know, what the heck, let me just apply for some jobs and see what happens. And if people, people like what I've got, then, then I'm awesome. And if they don't, I'll just keep, keep working and get better. And man, sure enough, I just, I started landing roles left and right and I've just never stopped since. Dude, so it's, that's awesome. it's been a wild ride so far. Yeah. yeah. And I can imagine all the agencies are chomping at the bits cause you're like a first round draft pick, man. I, I mean, mean literally Walker was renewed after like it's second or third episode for season two. And you're a part of a huge television project right now. So it makes sense. So I, I mean, <laughs> kudos to you, man. And obviously you're doing something right and it's very inspiring to hear. Well, I appreciate that very much. Yeah. I'm, and I'm, I was super excited to be, uh, to be a part of Walker. Um, I joined in, in episode two mm-hmm. and, uh, 
you know, we've, we've just been working pretty steady uh, ever since then. So it's been an awesome time, the crew and the cast. And I mean, everybody has just been, fin- been fantastic. And uh, <clears throat> I really can't, uh, I really can't say enough good things about, uh, about everybody that's a part of Walker. Cause it's, uh, you know, it's, it, it takes everybody to make it good. And, and I think the reason why it's getting, great reviews and the reason why it was renewed so quickly is is because that shows you know mm-hmm. it shows shows in the the end the end uh, piece that you see on on the screen so definitely yeah. and what's it like for you being in such a new <clears throat> stage of your life and i mean you get put on this big show and you have some great legends already like established in the entertainment industry on this show i mean are you just soaking it all in is it just one big learning experience Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it was kind of surreal. Um, when we were working on episode five, I had a scene with Jared Padalecki mm-hmm. and, um, we were, we were walking out of some hotel doors and, um, it, while we were in, while we were waiting for, uh, for them to get everything set, we were just kind of sitting in there, just me and him. And man, it, it feels like I know his whole life story now. I mean, he's oh, just, he's, yeah, he's, he's such a great guy. He's, he's very, uh, easygoing. Um, he treats you like a, like a person and, and, uh, like a, like just another human being, you know, and, um, that was refreshing because you hear a lot of stories about certain celebrities or certain people who have kind of become, you know, uh, a little too good for, for the little guys. Right. And, uh, <laughs> so it was, uh, that was my first real experience working with someone of, of his stature. And, um, I, uh, I, I was blown away well, by and just I think, how nice and sincere he was. Yeah. And I think that's because Padalecki was once in your shoes. I mean, he practically grew up on the CW yeah. WB slash right. CW. I mean, he was a kid when he was on Gilmore girls and then made right. the transition to supernatural has <laughs> been there his whole life practically. So, I mean, you know, he's that guy, he was that young guy who had to be on the set with these established people and I'm sure was treated properly. So it's, it's always good to hear that people who had the opportunity or given opportunities give back and treat people the right way when they're in a position to do so. So that's awesome, man. I'm so glad to hear that. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. It was, it was very refreshing, um, you know, to, to really have that experience and be able to just talk with him, um, you know, and, and there wasn't just this, this awkwardness in the room because he was somebody that I wasn't, you know, it was like, we were just two dudes hanging out. <laughs> it, was, it was a cool experience. <laughs> well, and he's a brave dude because, you know, if you're going to do a reboot and you're going to take on, you know, Chuck Norris, like, uh, uh yeah, yeah right. I'm going to reboot your show, <laughs> Chuck, and uh, you're going to deal with it. <laughs> Has Chuck showed up on the set? I know he says he gave his blessing, but you know, I mean, just like, <laughs> yeah yeah um i i have not seen chuck on the set <laughs> but, but you guys uh, are ready for him right that's a good, I, that's absolutely good. yeah, yeah we, he's got his roundhouse kicks and we've got we've got fake guns that's right so. <laughs> <laughs> I, love I love it. it i love it and i mean we were talking about this off air we, we have a theory we have a theory uh padalecki probably saw because he's an executive producer and he probably saw oh this guy's from austin texas i'm from texas we got to put him in the show that's right like, so i mean you already got that going for you man which is super awesome yeah i mean shoot if i could follow in his footsteps i, I would be happy with that career for sure well you're off to a good start <laughs> dude you booked yourself on a major show in a recurring role and you don't even have an agent so you're off to a good start yeah seriously man seriously what what do you have what do you think is going to happen for you in the future are you planning to stay in texas or you planning to make move out to la or atlanta because that's really booming right now hollywood south or what you thinking you know i 
I, I, I'm a, I'm a religious guy, you know, and I just believe that I, that God's going to put me where he wants me. And, um, I, I will go wherever I feel that is the best shot for me to take my career to the next level. Mm. So whether that's because Austin is just booming and seems like everybody from California is moving here, um, uh, you know, and maybe Hollywood follows that and more productions become, you know, prominent here and this becomes another Atlanta or another LA. I'll stay here. If that means moving to Atlanta or to LA, I'll do that. I'm, I'm really very open and fluid to whatever I need to do in order to put myself in the best position to make my career um, the best it can be. That's so, awesome. But yeah, because you yeah. have to kind of be open-minded and able to bob and weave wherever the entertainment industry changes because it does, it changes every single day. Like it's an ever-evolving situation. So that's a really Absolutely. good mindset to have. And I mean, you were talking about a little bit earlier about idolizing actors on the big screen when you were growing up. I'm just curious, who were the actors that you were idolizing? Oh, man. Um <laughs> Put you in the <laughs> there hot was, seat. Yeah, there was there was a few. Um, you know, I I would say that dang, that's a good question. <laughs> it's all good. Man. Um, it's all good. So I was I was kind of that like uh I was kind of that um dinosaur uh geek when I was a when I was a young kid and Jurassic Park had just come out. There you and go. man, I, I just fell in love with Jurassic Park, so um Ian Malcolm mm. was just it really really cool uh and i know that that's uh that's his character's name uh jeff goldblum um, <laughs> was uh was just he, he captured my attention he was that dressed in all black just cool dude you know that uh uh was able to uh get away from the big t-rex and I, I don't know i think i thought he was really cool but then also you see like the action movies arnold was was kicking ass and uh, yeah. <laughs> um you know there there was just there was just so many i think um i remember specifically thinking sylvester stallone was so cool back in the day when he did judge dread sure and i believe that was my first rated r movie that my dad let me watch with him my mom when my mom wasn't home wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh <clears throat> but yeah so um there's there's a few and and way way too many to name and and obviously um you know you've got the greats out there i i think uh tom cruise is a madman for doing all his own stunts and oh I yeah think that's that's just so cool um but yeah um so, there's uh, there's a ton of them <laughs> okay well all of them that you named and and rightfully so with pat alecki like uh, you know talking about how you talked about pat smart move smart <laughs> 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 um, yeah, no, but um all the ones you named obviously now have kind of made the transition at some point behind the camera either in the producing role or directing role or, or different stages do you see yourself emulating that down the line further along in the career? Is that something that you see yourself doing or do you always want to stay in front of the camera or, or what do you, what's the goal for you future wise? You know, I, I'm open to anything. I love uh, challenges and I love to learn new things. Um, I was lucky enough to work with a, a fellow actor friend of mine. She was directing her first film. Uh, it was called Twinsies. Mm -hmm. um, it's a short film that she's going to enter in some um, in some festivals and things like that. And um, she asked me to come on as a producer. And so I had my first little taste at that. <clears throat> and it was a really, really cool experience. Um, had a lot of fun doing it. Um, so could I see myself in the future doing that? Absolutely. Yes. I, I don't see myself, you know, in, uh, 
just on one side of the camera or the other for, for the rest of my career. Awesome. I would, you know, one guy that I really, really look up to right now is Bradley Cooper. Mm, yeah. Yes. That guy to me is just amazing at every role he takes on. He just emulates the character, totally embodies, you know, um, the person that he's playing. And then he can also step behind the camera and direct while he's acting yep. or produce while he's acting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a, a star is born. And this is going to sound crazy, but I never saw the original uh, A Star is Born. It's all good. I didn't either. This is my, this is my, this is my first one. So, uh, uh, I, did. Um, I did. Yeah, it's okay. It's he, all right. He's <laughs> old, though. It's fine. He's old. It's all good. Uh, well, but man, that film, to me, like seeing it for the first time through what his eyes for mm-hmm. the film were yeah it was it blew me away well, as one of my favorite films to date and i tell you what uh, logan and i talk about it all the time we really do feel like he's this generation's clint eastwood you know oh, he, he's yeah. got he's gotten to work with clint a couple of times and and i feel like he's learned a lot from and, and he's just doing exactly what clint did back in the day like you said personifying the role in front of the camera but then moving behind and just acing the directing and he's doing some composing because he was heavily involved with the music in A Star is Born also, much like Clint was heavily involved in music in some of his films. And so, yeah, it's amazing. It, that's a good choice, man. That's a good choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Clint, Clint Eastwood's... Uh is a badass himself so um, <laughs> yes sir that's, <laughs> that's so funny well you know thinking about it i mean going looking off of your imdb uh headshot there if your hair was darker and longer you would kind of look like bradley cooper in a star is born <laughs> i'm just saying i'm just saying you could be a body double you could be uh, a body I, double. I mean you never know <clears throat> <laughs> you, you know, I mean, I'll uh, I'll take it. That's a good compliment. Exactly. We'll start pushing it on social media. We'll get a campaign like going. Right. We yep. got you, man. We got you. Perfect. Once, once a crazy ant, always a crazy That's ant. Right. We got you, man. We got you. <laughs> but uh, well, what shows are you watching right now? Because it's all about streaming. And I mean, with everybody being stuck at home, everybody was watching something. Everybody was binge watching either like a cult following classic, like my personal favorite, A Queen's Gambit. And, <laughs> and uh, I also watch Game of Thrones as well. Uh, but what yep. about yourself, man? What about yourself? You know, um, I have spent um, probably more time on Netflix than I than I should. Um, <clears throat> a Queen's Gambit was fantastic. Yes, um, it was, yeah. You know what's what's funny is I I really didn't um, I I've, I saw it scroll like scrolling across it several mm-hmm. times and I just like oh, I'm not into chess but like you know just right. like scroll right <laughs> past it didn't even think anything of it and then um, I came across a social media post that Joe Rogan had posted and he just went on this like rant <laughs> about how good a queen's gambit was and how it was like an eight hour long film Hell and yeah. it blew his mind. And, and I was like, okay, well, I guess I, I may have judged a book by its cover there. And, uh, so I went back and watched it and, and I, I literally binged the whole thing. I it just, I could not stop watching it. It, it was amazing. There you go. Um, but, uh, so that's one of them. Um, let's see. Um, I recently, <laughs> I recently, um, just watched all the Marvel movies in order. Yes. In chronological order. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and a lot more made sense. You know, I don't know if you Absolutely. guys have ever have done that or not, but um, we're it was fantastic. Geeks. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. we're yeah. huge geeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, was, it was amazing because it just, it, what really blew me away about watching them in chronological order was that the, the amount of thought time 
and the amount of attention to detail to stitch all those movies together to where one little word or sentence from a film made sense for a film that happened 10 years earlier. Right. Or, you know, it was just, it's incredible. The, the talent that Hollywood has for writers and directors and just, it's just amazing to me. I'm, I'm speechless. Yeah, that, that MCU is no <clears throat> joke. The idea that a movie that's supposed to be the first in the chronological order was done 10 years after the first one came out and that they <laughs> right. knew where the story it, – it's just mind-boggling to me how they did yeah. that. We're right there with you. Okay, so another thing we're doing, and I, I, I'm just curious. I know I know you're kind of just getting your feet wet. You're just getting started, but you are on a hit show, and it is a phenomenal cast, and it's, I'm sure, a phenomenal crew. So you've got to have some, some, some stories, but what we want to know is – have you already experienced a really embarrassing moment on set? Like, did you just come out and like totally embarrass yourself in front of Padlecki, or like, did you have that moment yet where you were like, "Oh crap! All right, this uh, is it." Shit. Um, I would say the the only the only time that I really just felt out of place or out of my element was it was probably one of my first couple of days on set. Um, the the AD came up to me and he basically said, all right, I need you to follow me. He was going to go put me in my spot. And I was just walking like a normal human being. And he <laughs> takes off like, you know, basically sprint walking. And <laughs> I, I wasn't aware that I was supposed to keep up with his pace. And, and, you know, cause everything in these, on these sets are just boom, 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 go, go, right, go. And right. that was my first real experience with a, with a very high level production like that. And so, you know, here I am looking like an idiot, just kind of strolling through set and <laughs> everybody's looking at me like, why is this guy taking forever? And it was just, uh, and then, you know, I got a little stern talking to, which was, which I deserve. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, and it didn't happen again. I'm basically uh, running everywhere I need to be. Uh, so You're in great um, shape. You're in great shape. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's great though. That's great. That, I mean, that's good. We pride ourselves because this podcast is for the up and comers trying to break into the entertainment industry and hearing stories like that. So they don't feel so out of place when possibly something like that could happen to them on set, make them feel more comfortable that, Hey, we're all human. We all make goofy mistakes and we Absolutely. all learn from them and we all just move <laughs> forward and have fun. Well, and it goes to yep. show you, right? The, the old say, hurry up and wait. It's like classic on every set, right? Hurry up and wait. So you got to like basically run, like you said, or brisk walk to wherever you're supposed to go, and everybody's looking at you if you're slow. Then you get there, right. and you're like, well, we're not ready to shoot you. You just wait a minute. Yeah, we're you're gonna, like, we're what the hell? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, hurry up and wait. So, yeah, it's, uh, that's classic. That's classic. Yeah. So yeah, funny, absolutely. Man. Well, listen, thank you so much for taking time out of your night to come and get a little crazy with us on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, before we let you go, though, before we let you go, we know you are new to this thing, as we've mentioned multiple times in the interview. But what are some pieces pieces of advice that you would give the fellow up-and-comers on how to break into the entertainment industry? And what pitfalls would you say to try to avoid? <clears throat> um, I'll start with pitfalls first. I would say that be very careful who you surround yourself with, um, whether it be choosing fellow actors to maybe practice with or bounce ideas off of, mm -hmm. or whether it be your acting coach um, or agency. Um, I've heard a lot of horror stories and I've been, I've been blessed enough to not really experience this myself, but 
um, people close to me have. And um, if you choose the wrong people to be around, it can kill your career quicker than anything else. Yep. So really take your time picking the right people to surround yourself with. And, and another caveat of that is you become the people you surround yourself with. That's right. So if, if you, if you surround yourself with people who aren't motivated and who aren't, don't have that same passion, you know, to, to take their career to the top that you do, you need to find a different crew, you know, because if you surround yourself with winners, you're going to be a winner. Um, and I would say that my advice is just to, just to keep pushing, you know, this is a business of rejection. Um, rejection is not something that's easy. Um, I would say that you're going to audition for hundreds of things usually before you get that one really good one. Um, you know, and, and I would say that just let it roll off your shoulders. It's not a personal thing, you know, that, Maybe you just didn't have the right look or um, maybe there was just someone that just really nailed it and you were almost there and you just need a little bit more work, you know? So just, I would say, don't get down on yourself and keep pushing, keep trying, keep getting better and uh, it'll pay off in the end. Mm, Such good pieces of advice, especially like we said, from somebody who's brand new to this thing. I mean, you've got a great head on your shoulders, man, and no doubt you're going to go far in this entertainment industry. Oh yeah, without doubt. I I appreciate that, guys, very much. Of I'm, course, I'm looking forward to it. So <laughs> when you become a series regular and we call, you know, make yeah, sure you yeah, answer. right. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> all, all kidding aside, though, man. Seriously, open invite anytime you want to come back. Whether you're a series regular or not, we don't care. You're a cool guy, and you're you're a great human being, and we had a blast talking to you. So open invite, man. Whenever you want to come back and chat, we're all down for it. Hell yeah. That sounds awesome, guys. It was a pleasure uh, getting to chat with you guys. Thanks for having me on. Of course. I would definitely do it again anytime you guys wanted me. Fantastic. Before we let you go, though, social media, where can the fans follow you? So this is uh, a little strange, but I don't have any right now. That's all good. That's all good. Yeah. um, I'm... Like I said, I, I've kept my uh, my new acting career very close to the vest, so mm-hmm. a lot of my friends and even family don't know that I'm doing this right now. <laughs> oh, wow. So they're, they're going to see me on Amazon Prime and possibly Netflix some sometime within the next year, and they'll be like, what What have you been doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so um, I don't have any yet. I canceled canceled all my social media after I quit quit dirt bike racing right. um, just because I wanted a break from it. Definitely. Um, but the, it, I'll have some stuff up soon. So maybe next time we, we talk, uh, I'll, I'll have some to shout out. That's right. It'll so. be fun for everybody who listens to the show to, to search for you. So, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. who is this guy? We got to find Where him. Is he? You know, there you so go. Maybe a bunch of fake accounts will start popping up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to be you. That's so funny. And I also just one more like question. Um, was yeah. this your first ever interview? Um, I've, I've had small little interviews, but it is my first podcast. And to me, this is my first interview in the way that I feel like you guys are on just a different level than, than the other thing was. So. Awesome. Dude, that's what we were trying to do. We were trying to break that podcast virginity. <laughs> uh, but I'm so super happy. Like, dude, this was awesome. I'm really happy you came on the show. Yeah, me too, guys. I really appreciate it. And like I said, I'd, I'd be happy to come back on anytime. Thanks, guys. Awesome. See you later. All right. Cheers. Bye. Man, just what a humble guy. Yeah. Just like, I, I, dude. 
I mean, I don't know if you could tell, but my jaw like practically hit the floor when he said he didn't have an agent. Yeah, and he's like wait, on wait, a huge so, show so right now. So you started acting during COVID when like nobody was even seeing each other in person, and you booked yourself onto a <laughs> show without an agent? Like that's unheard of, right? man. That's insane. So like this guy, man. Dude, I, I really think he's going to go far. I, I do too. I like, do too. Really so. good guy. I Anytime he wants to come back on, he's more than welcome. Oh, yeah. Thank you again, Jason Johnson, for coming on the show. All right. Now it is time for the top five segment, man. Ooh. Another difficult one because this guy, he I mean, he just likes to make it hard on us. I mean, He Jason, gets personal joy Like, from seriously, shit. dude, you knew when you gave us this one, five would be impossible. Right. We did five, but, I mean, literally, I think we could have, when we were talking about this one, we could have both literally listed, like, 50 fucking movies. Yeah. Uh, this was so hard. Exactly. Like, I don't even And, know. I mean, plus, like, it's top five biopics. We could have done top five biopics, just music. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Like, we tried to put it all and together. Then historical figures or like, you know, I, there was just so many. I, I don't even know. But we gave it our best shot. So we <laughs> did. here they are. Here they are. Here they freaking are. Well, my number five goes to Catch Me If You Can. Yes. Frank Abengale. Man, this was such a great freaking movie. It's like almost three hours long, if not three hours, played by Leo and Mr. Tom Hanks. Oh yes. my goodness. This these two were absolutely phenomenal in this film. But I mean, the reason I brought up the time is because it doesn't even feel like three hours. No, it really does. So entertaining and so fun to watch. You're basically watching this kid come up with all these different identities and trying to like just live life to as full as he can and he's real and he's when he got caught he started working with the fbi after that yeah true story because they wanted him to teach them how to catch people like him like him. (laughs) i mean so there you go turned into a job opportunity what the hell right yeah great and had little appearance by a certain somebody named amy adams Mm, oh yeah there's a lot of people in that film so yeah that's a really good choice really good choice my number five one of my all-time rdj films I think maybe his best performance. I'm just going to say it. And he's had so many. I know all the Iron Man people. I know Tony Stark too. But I'm just saying. My number five, Chaplin. Yes. Based on, of course, Charlie Chaplin. So Uh, epic. Oh, my God. It was so brilliant. I I mean, honestly, Robert Downey Jr. just was engulfed into that role. And just like literally, uh, it was a masterpiece. Absolute masterpiece. I don't know how else to describe it. And and rightfully so, Oscar. So, like, uh, it's just brilliant. If you haven't seen it, guys, absolutely check it out. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Agreed, man. Agreed. Well, my number four is a more recent one. And if you haven't checked this one out on HBO Max yet, you need to. Judas and the Black Messiah mm. about the life of Fred Hampton and how the FBI basically infiltrated the Black Panther Party and murdered this guy. Absolutely wild story, man. I had no idea about it until I watched this film. And then, of course, after it, you do more research and find out so much crazy things. I mean, without doubt. So, so, I mean, definitely check out this one. It's Oscar-worthy this year, and, I mean, it's being nominated for so many other things. Um, What's-His-Face just won Best Supporting Actor yep. at the Golden Globes because of uh, portraying Fred Hampton. So, so good, man. So freaking good. Yes. Uh, oh, I, I was hard to leave this one off the list for a couple of reasons. One, because it's a phenomenal movie and a phenomenal biopic. And two, it's based on a phenomenal fucking woman. So I had to do it. Uh, my number four, On the Basis of Sex, which is, of course, the biopic about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yes. Brilliantly played. Brilliantly 
played by Felicity Jones. Um, and just Army Hammer was okay in it too. Like, yeah. Just, what, what? yeah. Sam Waterston, my boy from Law and Order. Yeah, Sam Waterston, uh, just brilliant in it. But honestly, this film shows her up and coming struggle to become the icon that she was in the legal world and all the way up to the Supreme Court and the fight for equality. And, and I just, it's an absolutely brilliant telling of. Ruth Bader's story, and I just, um, if you haven't seen it, shame on you, one, and two, go do it. Go do it. Go watch it. Do it's it! Brilliant! So good, man. So freaking good. Well, my number three is Straight Outta Compton! Yes! That one, oh my goodness, if not, like, one of the best, it's the best musical rap biopics. Oh my goodness, guys, like, just the portrayal of all the characters in the group was so damn good, especially... Ice Cube's son playing Ice Cube. Oh, like, yeah. That was phenomenal. And then what's his face? Old boy there playing Eazy-E, who is basically trying to be Eazy-E right now. Yeah, I think he's like, <laughs> just got caught with like guns and drugs. But I mean, such a good movie, man. I hope they really do do a sequel where it's Welcome to Death Row and it shows the story of like everybody who was associated with Death yeah, Row. Yeah, with- Snoop was in. And they kind of hinted at that story. So yeah, I agree with you. That'd be brilliant. And we got we can't leave out the fact that the, the master, Paul Giamatti, was in there. Yeah. I mean, anything with Paul Giamatti, you know, is good. So, good pick, man. Good pick. My number three, Nicholson. Mm. And you know where I'm going with it if I said Nicholson, right? I'm, of course, talking about Hoffa, which Duh. Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah. I mean, um, I think just an absolutely, I mean, you, you know, the new Netflix movie, fine, sure, it was okay and everything. But I don't think you can get a better look at Jimmy Hoffa's life. And uh, supposed what happened to him than this film with Jack Nicholson playing Hoffa. Absolutely freaking just phenomenal performance by Nicholson. Maybe one of his best last uh, you know performances as he was kind of phasing out the the acting. But um, just absolutely insanely brilliant. If yep. you guys haven't checked it out, do it. Fantastic film. Hoffa. Hoffa. Man, so good. So good. My number two is actually a tie between... I mean, these two happen relatively around the same time, so it makes sense. All Eyes on Me and Notorious, of course, mm. about Tupac and Biggie. Oh, my goodness. And the guy who played Biggie actually paid Biggie again in All Eyes on Me. Yes. But it's so good, too, because you get to see where these guys come from and how they just got engulfed in their surroundings and who was around them and how sometimes the people around you cannot be the best thing for you or your career and just as and your life obviously so it so good i mean to see these actor portrayals especially in all eyes on me this guy wasn't an actor they just went and found him and, and put him in a movie and he's not doing acting again and jesus he was a clone literally for tupac this guy you'd swear to god it was tupac in the films like we told you he was alive right no but there was brilliant casting man it was absolutely just it was a great film it was it was absolutely great film it was all right now i'm jumping on your leo bandwagon here yes but the reason i'm doing it is because anybody who knows me and has known me for a long time i am a huge huge fan of howard hughes i just thought his story and and how he did everything and then the way it all ended and just you know the obscurity locked in a hotel room in vegas and just like all the weird kind of stuff but all the brilliant stuff that the man created with aviation and film and just so many things i'm of course talking about the aviator yes um one of my all-time favorite biopics and i think just an absolutely brilliant adaptation and storytelling of the story of howard hughes um leo was phenomenal 
I mean, there were I, always is. so many like remarkable actors and actresses in that film, including Gwen Stefani. Mm. Just like like so many brilliant performances. But yeah, above and beyond from Leo in that film, it's just absolutely brilliant. One of my all time favorites for sure. The Aviator. The Check Aviator. it out. Yes, yes. And I mean, of course, of course, you got to round it out with another Leo film. <laughs> the Wolf of Wall Street playing Woo! Jordan Belfort. Oh, man. I mean, obviously, I was like itty-bitty when this guy was in the heyday of his time. So I had no idea about his story until this film came out. But, I mean, so crazy. Just going off the basis of sell me this pin. This guy could literally sell you anything, even if it was real or fake, which was crazy. But I mean, yes, Leo's depiction of Jordan Belfort was fucking amazing. Should have won the Oscar. I get it. Dallas Polish Club, whatever. But I'm still, I'm in my feelings about it. And of course you got, uh, what's his face there? Jonah Hill as his buddy. Uh, Those two together, Jonah Hill and Leonardo DiCaprio are so fucking good. I mean, it's the same thing with Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill with Moneyball. But yes, Wolf of Wall Street, that Moneyball. That should. That's an honorable mention because that is an also a great biopic with Jonah Hill and yeah. Brad Pitt. And you and you top off Leo and Jonah with Margot Robbie. Yeah, uh, yeah. She's oh. also in it. So like, just unbelievably brilliant cast. And I agree with just brilliant movie. Absolutely brilliant movie. My number one. I'm going to show my age here, but I'm doing it anyway because if we're talking biopics, I think this one has to be at the top of the list for me. Um, Kurt Russell's Elvis. Uh, and of course, in, he's playing Elvis Presley, yeah. <laughs> the only Elvis that really matters. Um, I think this film is like one of the greatest tellings of Elvis's story that I've ever seen. Mm. It starts off so dramatically with like Elvis sitting in front of a television and he's like, you know, in his in his dressing room or whatever, and he fucking shoots the TV just. And then it flashes back into the whole storing of Elvis all the way up to the point where he's getting into this, this sitting in the hotel room where he shoots TV and shit, or, or uh, dressing room. It's fucking phenomenal. Kurt Russell is like, he becomes Elvis. Yeah. He, it's the best interpretation of looks for Elvis I've ever seen. I just from a young Elvis all the way through to the old fat Elvis, Kurt Russell nailed it. The, the huge props to the makeup and, and costumers. Um, yeah, this film I think is one of the 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 prizes and epitome of biopics. If you haven't checked it out, look for it. It was from the seventies, but um, just brilliant, just absolutely Kurt Russell, Elvis. Yeah, I mean it'll be interesting too if that new one was going to live up to it. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean it's hard. It's hard because Kurt Russell. I mean he's still most famous for that. I yeah. think you know everybody forgets Kurt Russell was a Disney kid yeah. and he's done like shit tons of stuff after that. But I still feel like his most famous role is that fucking Elvis movie, man. It's kind of like Gary Busey with Buddy Holly. Mm, yeah. Oh, that was another honorable mention. Yeah, right. Yeah, fucking the Buddy Holly story with Gary Busey. Shit, I know. That's another one. There's so many. <laughs> See, just... and those are all music. Like, yeah, come on. I know. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Well, I have never to the box. Box office recap, Tom and Jerry still helms the reins mm-hmm. um, with $13.7 million. Number two is The Crude's A New Age with $1.2 million. Yes. Number three, The Little Things still hanging in there with 925000 Number four, Wonder Woman, 1984 with 710000 And number five, The Marksman with 700000 What? 
What yeah. happened? They didn't flip flop. Wonder Woman stayed on top for two weeks in a row. Like, no, oh shit, she's figured out his particular set of skills. Exactly. I'm saying. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> New movies you can still go see are possibly in a theater near you. Four Hundred Bullets, Raya and the Last Dragon, uh, Chaos Walking, Sun, and Boogie. And Coming to America too. Yeah, right. That dropped also. If you guys are interested in watching that, I'm just saying. Exactly. Which who will win? You can watch that one for free on on Prime, or you can pay thirty bucks to watch Ryan. Yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> so many crazy things. Don't even get us started. Nope. Uh, movies you can possibly still go see in a theater, possibly near you: Nomadland, Judas and the Black Messiah, Monster Hunter, Land, and News of the World. Ooh. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, heading over to the IMDb Pro top trending segment. Oh man, you guys know we love this app. We use it every single day. If you're an up and comer trying to break into the industry, it's definitely necessary. It's on the things you need list. Yes, it is. Oh man, uh, the movie movie coming from Netflix. I care a lot, which apparently is making a lot of talks around town. Oh yeah, like so. I I gotta watch this one. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, TV show. No surprise, we told you about it at the, almost the very top of the industry news, the most popular show in the world right now, WandaVision. Yes. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> and then the top trending star is Eve Hewson. Oh. I have no idea who that is. No. But if you had IMDb Pro, you could look it up. It's true. That's, a, that's why you need this app. That's exactly. all we're saying. Exactly. Exactly. Well, anyway, we got to thank our guest one more time, Jason Johnson, for coming on the show. We appreciate him <laughs> so damn much. As he said in the interview, no social media right now, but stay tuned. Stay tuned. That's right. We'll let you know when it happens. Uh, be sure to follow the company and podcast on social media. Uh, at Crazy Ant Media on all social media platforms and at ItCap Podcast on all social media platforms. Yes. And you guys know you can follow the company or follow us personally on social media. Myself at JLo Fantastic and Crazy Ant Guy 1970. That's right, guys. And you guys know you can listen to this podcast anywhere you find your podcast and also subscribe anchor apple podcast spotify google play music iHeartRadio, podbean stitcher and so much more if you're watching the video on youtube hola hello we appreciate you guys be sure to like the video subscribe to the channel and ring Boo! that bell for all the latest yes. and greatest notifications anytime we drop a video you will be notified and of course be sure to visit our website www.com crazyantmedia.com where you can head over to our merchandise website and start rocking the latest and greatest crazy ant media gear because you guys know you want to look a little crazy that's right <laughs> and don't forget to vote for us on podcast magazine's hot 50 list guys exactly if you love us and you know you do head on over there and cast your vote for us as your favorite podcast exactly exactly and donate to our patreon page <laughs> that's right because <laughs> we have so much stuff man we're asking a lot but you guys know we love you. Of course. And you love us. But man, it was a great show. It was a great show. A it lot really of was. stuff to talk about, of course. My favorite thing was probably the Star Wars news because she's an amazing actor and is just going to kill it. And oh, like, yeah. she's going to fit perfectly in this world. And I, just so much other stuff. It's It was a really good week. Yeah. Uh, of course, you guys know, yeah, here he comes with the superhero stuff. But it's true. Yeah. The, the, the WandaVision stuff, the CW, uh, Superman and Lois stuff, of course, always gets me excited. Always, uh, I love talking superhero stuff. And uh, I'm with you. I think Indira is going to be fantastic in Star Wars. And our guest interview. Guys, if that doesn't inspire you and really motivate you to say, I can do this no right. matter what the situation is, 
just believe in yourself and hit it. I don't know what else would. I mean, that was so inspiring to listen to. Exactly, exactly. And you know who else is inspiring? One of the greatest Ooh, of all freaking this time. This weekend. Interview drops this weekend. Be sure to stay tuned for that on CBS. <laughs> Oprah! Oprah!